My name is Thomas Proffitt. I'm a filmmaker based outside Philadelphia, PA, and I'm looking to create a life for myself writing and directing films. On this podcast, I give my take on things as well as interview friends, filmmakers, and interesting folks about just about anything. You can find the full podcast catalog at ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two F's and two T's. You can also find clips from my episodes there as well as my films. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tom Profit Take. Welcome to Tom Profit Take, a show that pursues nuanced perspectives on life and filmmaking from someone aspiring to be the best writer director they can be. Today's episode is Take 14 with Madison Hodges. She's an actress, a model, and a screenwriter. She's acted in Oh, she's she's acting in the comedy sketch I produced recently, A Date with Infidelity, that'll probably be out and dropped when uh, when this comes out. Um, also, I'll say this. You write dark comedies well. Uh, you sent me a script uh, and I, I read it and I'm on uh, and I'm honest when I give people feedback and I said, let's do it. Let's make it. Uh, and my my writer friend read it and she liked it as well. And uh, you and I talked about it since, and I, I'm looking forward to DPing and helping produce that and you directing that. Uh, and we'll probably talk loosely about that at some point and, uh, in this podcast. So without, and w- without giving any spoilers away, of course, um, anything you'd like to change or add about that intro? No, I think it's great. All right. Uh, so I usually start with an easy question. Okay. How did, how did you and I meet uh, or, or connect or whatever? So we connected through a, what is it, like an app or a... It's, was it backstage? I yeah, think? backstage. Yeah. Um, I applied for your comedy sketch ad and you got back to me pretty quickly. And then we talked on the phone a couple of times before we met. And then that's how we met. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. We talked on the phone a lot about writing and books mm-hmm. and ideas and stuff yeah when uh so when you applied somewhere and it said you said you're a screenwriter and i'm as soon as i I read that from some act from any actor or anything um i know immediately this is going to be somebody that i'm able to you know think about things and discuss things with uh and and talk about a lot with about um like like just anything writing or or filmmaking and whatnot and, and creativity and i think it's just because writers have they, they know how to think and uh, we'll probably touch on this a bit but it's we we we're writers that we we, we generally uh we fill blank pages with 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 words and and ideas and and then we come back to it later and, and writing is you know you're filling your the page with your thought process and we come back to it later and we're like okay this sucks let's uh let's make it better and, and reconstruct it completely and when you work with writers, you know, you or when two writers are talking, it's like they can just talk forever. So when I saw that, I was like, OK, um, this is probably this might be. And you also mentioned you, you had written some sketches. And I was like, oh, OK, that's interesting, because I'm always I'm always like trying to find things to DP and and, and help produce. Uh, and it takes forever for some people, myself included, to just make things and mm-hmm. write things. And I'm, I'm surprised, like you seem like you're on like a creative streak with with putting things like we're getting things done Mm -hmm. do you feel like that right now it just happened like three weeks ago i feel like i was because we met yeah Yeah, i know it's crazy and and now i know i know what it is i told you finish some shit because i want to make some stuff you did and then i was like finally somebody who actually wants to do something you know because if you don't have somebody like telling you to finish it, it it can take a while like like i think uh somebody like 
you know, told me, you know, you better finish your script. And I immediately was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and I start, I doubled up on my writing sessions. Yeah. And now I'm writing tw like two or three times as fast. And I'm actually wow. getting close to finishing the feature film I'm doing. That's great. Like you mentioned, I got back to you rather quickly. What's the, what's the, what's the usual thing? With that. You know, with backstage, I've gotten a lot of responses back, but nothing's ever happened with them. Mm -hmm. And then I'll follow up a few times and it just never works out. And I think I mentioned this to you before where I've been involved in a lot of projects, but they've never actually happened. Yeah. So when you were actually doing things, I was really excited about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you, you say, so yeah, you mentioned a lot of people don't like actually finish things mm -hmm. like can you elaborate more on that or I don't know? I've been casted in things and done rehearsals for things and we never filmed. I've started filming things and we've never finished. Mm -hmm. I guess I shouldn't be saying things, yeah. movies and short films. But yeah, I'm really trying to get quality work for my reel and for mm -hmm. my website and everything. So it's been really hard to get that recently, <laughs> like without having to pay someone to actually make a really good reel, you know? Yeah. You know, I actually thought about this recently where I'm, I'm, I'm working on this. I don't know if I should mention it on the podcast. Um, I'll you probably always mention, cut it out. I'll mention, I'll, yeah, I might, I might, yeah, I'll mention it. Um, I'll mention it later. I'll tell you later, probably. Okay. But, uh, it, I mean, I think I, uh, all right, I have mentioned it before in a way. Uh, <laughs> it's basically like, a thing for for doing like pr producing scenes for or things for actors and mm -hmm. and uh you know as being somebody who's a writer director a dp and and producer i i mean uh, i some of those hats are probably bullshit but mm -hmm. <laughs> but no i make i make things i make films i and i'm trying to get as good at it as possible and and also make money at it and so i'm thinking i'll start you know if actors want a a thing a produced of to demonstrate their acting potential. I'll, I'll, this is me being vague, so I can, so I can capitalize on this really quickly and get it out there. But, um, yeah, like something where they, they have an example of their work in like a very dramatic scene or a moment with an, another actor, and demonstrates that. That's that's a vague way of putting it on purpose because I'm I, I don't want to be too specific about how I plan to do it. Yeah. Um, no, I totally. But no, you. I recently, I've no for years I've been wanting to do it. But recently, I'm like, I know what to call it. I know what, like I was telling you, I'm going to create another Instagram. I'm going to create it for that. But it's not going to have my name in it. But it's going to be, it's going to be something uh, that I think if I, if, if there's no nothing taken, if not, if it hasn't been taken, I think it'd be perfect. But I'm going it, to, it'll be something I'm going to create. And uh, I'll need to find actors. Um, I, 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 I'm, I think for that, I'm going to probably find actors I haven't worked with that I'd like to um, and do them with, do, do test runs with them and people haven't really worked with a bunch so that they can give me like a fair testimonial of, of the, of the experience of working with me on that. Um, but yes, something to give actors like a, an ex like a put in, give them something that gives them a good example of their work mm -hmm. that they could put out there. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people pay a lot of money for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm getting distracted by my, my roominess of my voice right now. <laughs> Uh, that's what that's what's bugging me. I'm like, <laughs> I know you voice, look like you're really deep in thought. I vo my voice. No, my voice just sounds very distant for some reason. I'm wondering why. Uh, whatever. Um, but uh, how did you? How did you get started doing what you do? Hmm. 
Well, when I was younger, I wanted to do acting mm -hmm. and I did a little research online and saw that you should do theater for that. So I started in theater when I was around eight or nine and I took acting, acting classes, dance lessons, piano lessons, vocal lessons, like all the lessons that I could. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I was in high school, I did a couple short films, but not a ton. I didn't really know how to get started into that kind of stuff. And when I was in college, I still did theater. I didn't really do any TV film, which is what I wanted to do. And after college, I finally could do it because I had money. I had a car. I was like, okay, let me get into this. So I started auditioning through film.org mm -hmm. and looking just online generally. And I didn't book anything for like a year because they wanted people who had more experience mm -hmm. than someone who had nothing to show for. So it took me a while. I ended up booking my first short film a year ago and it actually came out a year ago and I was the lead in it. So I got really lucky. Mm -hmm. And after that, things kind of just skyrocketed from there. Was that the the plot thing you did? Yep. What was, and what was that about? Um, it was about, I was like, her name was Leva. I was a wife and my husband went missing. And basically the whole time I'm just looking for him to mm -hmm. see like what happened. So it was really intense. I think I did really well for my acting like level back then, but I've definitely improved a lot over mm -hmm. the year, the past year. And you I knocked it out of the park with the, the comedy sketch. Thanks. I mean, well, I, I haven't edited it yet, but I'm like just from seeing what, what like shooting it, what everybody did. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty excited for it. I uh, can't wait to see the finished product and for people to see it. But um, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, and you, and I mentioned writing. How did you get started with writing as well? I don't even know. I never really thought I would be good at writing. But when did you start? I started writing in the beginning of 2021. Hmm. I've written like little things here and there, but I never really thought about writing an entire script. I wrote um, the one that I sent you in January. Hmm. Yeah. So I wrote it a little while ago. That was my first script I've ever written. Really? And then after that, I wrote a bunch of sketches. And mm. I'm working on a script now that I'm finishing for next week. So we can start production in like two weeks. Have you had any like advice from people or, or been told this is how you write? This is how you do this or that? No, not at all. But I pay really close attention to like the formatting of different kinds of tv shows and films and stuff hmm. and that's pretty much how i did it yeah because you so when i was reading it um normal what i was expecting or i was like hoping wouldn't happen i was like okay what's gonna if, it, if it's a bad script what's gonna ha what's gonna happen is she's gonna you know be going on this and this is i say this because this is what i did for years when i, when I was back in high school back in high school i was like you start a script because you have this idea in your head and then you, but you never figured out an ending or like an end goal of where you're going with the characters and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And, and you just kind of veer off into tangents and whatnot or going all these different directions. And, and then you try to slap on some ending and it's like, really? Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's, that wasn't the case when I read your script because I was like, Okay, there, 
and my and my friend mentioned there's suspense because uh and and, and you're using you're using the characters the drama between the characters and the suspense between that uh, to create suspense and and there's a character who wants something <laughs> i'll say that and they that's what creates the suspense because you're like okay or or, or you you know you or you, you know that there's or you don't know that that's that's the, the that's the the plot twist but you find out why what she wants to do but you know something about a character that nobody else knows and that's what creates the suspense you're like okay there's it's like uh the hitchcock there's a ticking time bomb thing mm -hmm. under the seats of the the audience yeah and or or, or the, the MacGuffin thing and so it had that to a degree and i was like oh okay and and so so what you you demonstrated with that script was you had you had somebody you had uh something that was watchable from the beginning or, for, or from early in and and then it paid off to a you know to a degree and and i was and so for like a first script i mean bravo <laughs> i mean i'm i i i didn't do that well with that and but uh what have you ever read any like screenwriting books or anything i never have but i've read a lot of bad scripts okay. so i yeah, think that yeah, really helped that can do it also for me i'm not a huge tv watcher or movie watcher in general because i have really bad add okay and so i make it something yeah, I that I, I have adhd so it's very hard <laughs> to deal with yeah i i like i'll watch like pieces of a movie every night or something but then i'll never finish it and then mm -hmm. people are like oh well did you finish it no i literally couldn't even tell you what happened um, but I will write something that I know won't lose my attention. So that's why there's a lot going on, but it's, it's not a lot of rambling off. I mean, there's some things that you have to do that are boring, like script I'm writing now. Um, a couple months goes by in the script. How do you write that? You know, there's only really one or two ways you can show that in a script. Yeah. And I hate putting that in there. Like, you know, like the time lapse or something, but I can't think you do of it, anything you, else. You got to do it visually. And if you need yeah. any ideas, let me know. And I'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come up with something. But I'll have like, to show you what I'm working on. Like how much time goes by? So the beginning of this whole story starts in January. And then it's going to be November. So it's a long January, time. January, November. You could, in several shots, show the new seasons. Ex like express the seasons in a match cut. Like, that's like the I was same thinking. shot. I mean, that's a very typical way of doing a very cliche. There's probably yeah. better ways of doing it. Um, I was thinking of showing somebody in like, like the person or the people in like different outfits, like what, a couple times. Sped I'd, up. Yeah, I'd have to know what you what the script is about, but maybe there's like like here's an example, um, like showing behavior that you only do in a certain season and cutting to that behavior, the next behavior, the next season, and the next season, and then. Oh. That's a good idea. So like it might be, I was at three seasons between them mm -hmm. or four. Uh, and then it's like, okay, you show them do this thing that they do in that season only, you know, and, and like raking leaves or something. Um, and then cut to the another thing, all this. You so basically you're just showing things that only happen that season. Maybe that, that could work. I mean, <laughs> I, that's just one way of just a million ways you could do it. I would love to do that, but we're going to be filming it in November. And it's like, how do you show someone at a pool or the Fuck beach? <laughs> <laughs> set it up you're just gonna have to Wim be Hall cold for a little they'll bit have to be in, in, they'll have to be uh, in, in ice cold water and act like it's not cold <laughs> go swim <laughs> Polar plunge. For, for like five seconds we need you to not be cold it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> their lips are turning blue oh my gosh so, yeah so yeah the fact that okay so you have ADD I have ADHD and I think that might be partly why I didn't find your script boring is because, yeah, because we both it's like 
you know, it's very snappy. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And I'm glad that you saw some of the dark humor because, like, I, I'm nervous to show dark? it I hate to when, people. <laughs> I hate when people are like, oh, it's too dark for me. Fuck that. Like, it's a little messed up. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, per, it's great. Like, I'm like, please laugh at some of this stuff. Uh, reminds, I wish I could quote the script right now, but it reminds me of this batman character but i don't want to go into it or spoil it but uh it's like yeah i mean i i'd seen it done and i was like when i'd seen it before i was like mm, that's that's fucked up um but uh and i like it yeah it's perfect <laughs> no it's great um and uh, no i just think uh like yeah the fact that you so you had so you have you grew up with add mm-hmm. uh and uh, do you want to like do you are you okay with going into like what yeah. that was like so i grew up with well a lot of different learning disabilities or disorders Same. or whatever you Same. can say. So I started having trouble in school when I was in first grade mm-hmm. and my parents got me tested for everything and they found out that I had an auditory processing disorder, which means my hearing's a little bit delayed. I can't really hear when there's a lot of noise going on. Um, and it takes me basically a second to understand what someone says. So like if you say something to me and it's a little fast, I'll be like, what? And then like two seconds later, I'll be like, oh, you know what I mean? I still do it now. So I'd always have to sit in the front of the classroom because of that. And um, I would get like notes taken for me in class because I couldn't keep up. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also had um, ADD and I found out that when I was in second grade. So they put me on like about the same time when I figured out too. they put me on like Adderall at first and it made me just like really jittery. I didn't like it. I've tried like so many different things. You've been on methylphenidate. Yes. Yeah. I've literally tried them. all. I tried like a patch. Um, I ended up sticking with Ritalin. I'm I'm still doing Ritalin now and not every day, but as needed because I'm not in school. What's that like? Um, Ritalin is good. I mean, I seriously focus so much when I'm on Ritalin. Mm-hmm. I can't even really describe it because it's been so long, but I get everything done. Um, I've always had a habit of like doodling on my papers in class. And, you know, when I was young, I always would tell my mom, like, you know how there's always a song stuck in your head? She was like, what? And I'm like, like all the time, like if a, if somebody says a word and then it like reminds me of a song and then like a new song will be in my head. And then like two minutes later, a new song will be in my head. Like there's always a song in my head. So I will do that even now. Like someone will say something and I'll just start singing a piece of a song and then they'll say something else and I'll sing another piece of a song. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. <laughs> and like, she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And, um, no, that's, uh, I, no, I would. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me. I, I mean, I had that happen to me too. Like, like when I was a kid, like uh, down in the basement here, I would be playing with Legos and shit for mm-hmm. hours oh, and, yeah. and of the day, like five or six hours, dude. Like I'm so telling fun. you. And I would have like the things that would go through my head when I was doing it. I was kind of in the in this create, deep creative state of mind. I would just I would think about music all the time. It just it would just get stuck in my head. I would Same. think about movies. I'd have like SpongeBob on in the background. Mm-hmm. And, and I would think, uh, and also I would think about movies I had seen snippets of, and uh, like like No Country for Old Men, and I realized that that probably had a big impact on me because it would be yeah. on TV a lot when I was a kid, or, or it was on TV quite a bit um, back when I think when I was in elementary school, and and it was it was just a it was a film that I was like so puzzled by, but I'd see like snippets of it, but it was so enamoring too at the same time. Did you ever like play the character in your day to day life after watching the movie? No, no, but I thought about it and it 
it was just it was just one of those things where it's like you knew instinctively this is what a, this is a cool movie yeah this is what cool people like, like to watch. i like this a and lot i'm like if I, could, <laughs> if, if I wanted to make a cool movie someday i'd have to make something like this yeah and eventually i i, I never thought i would but i got into it and some you know through through all sorts of things like doing meditation it, that meditation was a big deal for me and i can go into that a bunch but you, you mentioned like watching you know chunks of movies and whatnot i purposefully do that mm-hmm. i will purposefully watch reflect on it that that too yeah and 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 but it's also just because knowing my brain and knowing my attention span I only, I, I, I only, there was only th- one, a few things I push my attention span with, and that's generally creative things, um, or not. I don't even punch, push my, te- my attention span that much anymore. I have, I limit my writing sessions to an hour, mm-hmm. and and I'll, I'll do it in bursts, like an hour yeah. here and naps, a couple naps, and then another hour. Um, I'll, and that's also just for output um, and just the, the the energy required to 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 keep maintain that output but i'll i won't i stopped uh listening to full podcasts like all in one go unless it's the end of the day and i'm i'm able to like i, I i'm interested in what i'm listening to um i don't was i don't usually watch move full movies anymore in one go um i don't really long and I don't, I don't read for a long period of time, at least, or at least, you know, I don't, I, and, and, and I used to, like, there was a period when I was on methylphenidate where I read for, or, uh, I read a lot and I read 50 books in a year. That is a lot. Yeah. And you counted the books. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I was like, no, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. And <laughs> checklist of books. Lot, but it, it was like, it was a lot of books. I look back, I'm like, was I super interested in what I was reading? I mean, in hind, it was there were books that I felt like I should be reading. Mm-hmm. Um, now I just read books where I'm like, I need to know this information, and I yeah. think that's much more high quality information. Then, do you take notes? Um, occasionally, um, I use I used to, to like highlight a lot. I went through a period where I highlighted things a lot, like all the time, and just took notes. But uh, I mean, the only things I take notes are on are things that I know I need to remember. Yeah. Um, something sticks to me I'll take a note but then I don't really go back to the notes yeah. and then the notes don't make sense when I read them again I'm like Wait. it's it's all about what's in your head and it, and and it's like you don't even need the notes sometimes unless it's like for writing purposes you know you're gonna put this into a script some at some point mm-hmm. or or need to know the the gist of it there's a lot of moving parts to it um like I'll I'll take notes when I know I didn't need those specifics but I like to let it stick and when I'm reading, or I, I don't take notes or highlight anymore. I, I just read it, and I've heard this from like from, from I've, I've heard this somewhere where you are you just read. When you're reading, you're you should be thinking about what you're reading. Yeah. And, and as you're reading it and thinking about it, you're thinking about things you've read in the past or things that you're think you you relate it to things in life, and that's what you're doing is you're. I think Jordan Peterson mentioned this. Yeah, like you, you, you're basically taking all these strands of memories and ideas and, and tying them together, and that way, and synapses, and and you basically like, or neurons, and, and you're basically creating path neural pathways so that you can come back to that information later when you're reading things and 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 you know thinking about it, and so when you're reading, you should be actively thinking about it. 
I like to sometimes listen to audiobooks or or podcasts and do other things. But if you're doing that, it's hard to think about it. And so if you're reading a book, generally you're you're thinking about it because you have to be. You have to be looking at the page, and so it occupies you. But um, yeah, um, that's and but so I I mainly reserve reading now for just things that I know I need to know. Like if I'm doing research on a World War II film, I've been doing that, or something. Something where I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to say, but, um, I mean, what I wanted to get at was you, what I, what I've found, and I don't know if this is true for you, um, for me to write better, I had to get off of ADHD medicine. I agree. I had to get off of it because it really does make my anxiety worse day to day, mm. you know, yeah. like it makes yeah, me no, very Oh jittery, yeah. I think jittery. I dealt with that as well. Um, it just like makes me really feel bad. I don't like taking medication in general. Mm -hmm. So like I would always, it'd be always be like a fight. You know, I'd be like, ah, I (laughs) I have to take this. Even though it takes like one second, I just would hate it. You know, it's like, it feels like a crutch. It feels like something like, uh, like what if the world comes to a crashing to an end and there's nobody making this medicine anymore and you get dependent on it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like being dependent on something if I know that I can't reproduce it on my own if the world goes to shit you know like yeah that's something that i think about and i um, didn't think of it like that maybe that's, <laughs> that's like just my how, dark imagination i don't know i don't know why i hate taking medicine so much i mean i do it but yeah. i don't like it um, i think there's probably a lot of reasons to hate about it i mean it's not natural and also it's like why the- do i like well, i don't even i never think i need it though yeah. you know that's the thing like with any kind of medicine i ever take but the reason why does the reason why i like stop i like i wanted to stop was if I need medicine for something to be interesting to me, then it's not interesting. Yeah. And if you're, it's like garbage in, garbage out. If you're taking in all this garbage of stuff that you need medicine to get interested in, um, you're going to be outputting garbage like that. Whatever comes in, it's going to be reminiscent of what's coming out. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to ideas or, or you know, creativity, I think. And so you put out ideas that are just okay all right that's kind of interesting but i need to get on adhd medicine to find that interesting as well tom um and and so i got off of it because of that reason and uh yeah it's it's uh checking your watch whoa someone's calling me Uh uh-oh i was like why is my watch keep ringing is there a way to is there a way to silence it or no yeah i'm just gonna decline okay Sorry, friend. Oh, so sad. Um, yeah, no, I send this. Send this clip to like the friend. I yeah, I'll send it to him. I'll be like, hey, you call me during that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't even think ADD was like the biggest problem I've ever had because even when I was on medication, I still sucked at school. Yeah, and then when I was in high school, they found out I had dyslexia. Really, but severe, like so bad. Um, they were like, oh my God, like, this is like one of the worst cases we've seen. I was like, really? (laughs) I was like, I have literally no idea. I still can't spell like seriously, but it's so crazy. So maybe that's something with my writing too. Like, I don't know. I heard that people who have dyslexia are good at writing. Really? But maybe they're not. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm not good at spelling. There might be some truth to that. I don't know. But. I don't know. Uh, no, it never occurred to me that you had dyslexia. Yeah. What? So, like, what? What was? What did that? Like, what was that like for you? So, 
I mean, I I never noticed I was having issues with school pretty much. I would always get pulled out of the classroom. My memory, so what happens with dyslexia is your short-term memory isn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can't really spell. I don't know why. And um, with reading, I will forget right away what I read. So, I, and it takes me longer to read because the mm-hmm. words get jumbled up on the page. It's like super basic. It doesn't happen to everyone, but a lot of people. I will still read things backwards or um, if I'm typing really quick, I'll like mix up two words in a sentence just because I don't see it happening. But my reading speed was always a little bit lower and I was really bad at math. I'm still really bad at math. Um, so my parents, they couldn't figure out why I got tested for everything. They seriously could not figure it out. I never got tested for dyslexia though. Um, I ended up going to vision therapy mm-hmm. and what they do is they like strengthen your eyes. So once a week after school for a couple months, I did all these eye strengthening exercises to improve my reading. At the end of the program, I graduated and they go, she hasn't improved at all. Mm-hmm. And my parents are like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, I mean, I improved maybe a little, you know? And then the guy goes, well, have you ever gotten or tested for dyslexia? And they were like, no. And then the guy goes, hey, Madison, can you spell yacht for me? And I said, Y-O-T. And he goes, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> and so they got me tested like two days later. It was like, two, they took me out of school for a couple of days. I did all these tests and they were like, yeah, because they like watched me write, like with like handwriting. They had me do these memory tests, like all these things. Huh. And they were like, yeah, like she has it. So finally, after like all these years of school, I started getting the help that I guess I needed. And I was getting help. Like people would read me my tests instead of me reading them myself. Did that really help me? I don't really know. But, you I know. Mean, and it just it, now it comes back to me now. Um, something I did an interview with a World War II veteran and his wife of seventy years and um, seventy one years, and and they mentioned I think I forget if it was, I think it was uh, her. Either it was it wasn't her. It was uh, <clears throat> Nancy's. I think it was Nancy's brother, little brother. I think who had dyslexia back in World War II era. Like they didn't know about it then. And but he he went to work at some I forget what it was. It was I can't remember what it was, but he was a genius. He just kind of had all these ideas. He I think he he invented the golf cart, apparently. Wow, that's crazy. Like he just did all like like he invented all these things for that company and and worked for it all his life. And um, there's something there's probably there's something where when somebody has like a disadvantage at something, it can often become their advantage. Yeah. Like I think you, there's probably something true to that where if you have dyslexia, you become a better writer. For all I know, I could have dyslexia. I've thought about it at times. Right. There's been times where I read something and I have to reread it or, you know, I'm like, what the fuck's going on with my brain right, right now? I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I don't know. I never, I don't know if I've ever gotten tested. I may have. It's, um, Probably with all the ADHD tests I got, but I don't know. It's a lengthy process. Like, seriously, it's crazy how they do that kind of stuff. But I'm really thankful that my parents like were able oh, to yeah, get me tested. It sounds for like everything. they got you they, tested for all sorts of they, stuff. They were on it. Yeah. And it's really good because I mean, like I, and I didn't even really know what dyslexia was. Mm-hmm. Even when I was I was like a sophomore when they told me. And I was living like that my whole life. 
So I pretty much just kept doing what I was doing. Like it would have been cool if I was held back a year or something, but that didn't happen. So I just learned to cope with everything. And I think I did okay. I finally learned how to study when I was in college. Like it took me years to figure out what to do mm -hmm. so I could be successful in school because I struggled for so long. And then all of a sudden in college, it clicked. I was like, oh, this is what I need to do Never to actually for me. study. <laughs> or it clicked for me for a moment. And then I, <laughs> like I did, I did okay the first semester of college. And then, and then I got, then I realized, oh wait, they, they gave me the wrong uh, thing, the wrong track or whatever. It was supposed to be business and they the fucker gave me communications and i was mm. like i didn't ask for this we, we we me and my dad literally were like in the <laughs> office like we went business like and he's like okay fucking guy had dyslexia <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> probably had dyslexia <laughs> but uh he uh yeah no it, i'm like I, I so for there was a period where i did all right and then i got on business track and i'm like i fucking hate this fuck this and but it, did it you was, graduate college i dropped out so after the I second semester, because so the second semester I failed a bunch of All classes right. because I just had zero interest. I well, didn't... the gen eds like they were so hard. I failed um, psychology and math in yeah. college. Just those two classes, no other classes. But like they are really hard. What did you go to college for? Communications. <laughs> <laughs> See if I kept on that track, I probably would have done You're fine. You're gonna be talking shit on communications. No, now. <laughs> no, no, we're not because, or, or unless you want to talk shit on it. No, I, I mean I'm glad I went. Well, I started out for theater, and mm -hmm. then I ended up switching to com, and I actually liked com way more than came. I mean, than theater. Yeah, Ooh, I was about probably. to say more than com because I did a lot of broadcasting stuff. So I did a lot of TV. Like I did the weather when I was in college where I would be like, all right, this is what the weather's like this week in Westchester. And it was like the highlight of my whole life. What did you not like about theater? I'm not really a super loud person. Yeah. And I cannot get as loud as other people. So that's already putting me at a disadvantage. I always would get looked over in theater. I did theater for years and I did fine, but I never got, you know, the roles I wanted. There was a lot of um, nepotism in the theater program hmm. that I was involved in. Oh man, maybe I should have said that. What's, wait, what is nepotism? <laughs> what is it? Well, um, <laughs> that, instant regret. That voice you make, what we're, we're, um, we're, well, I you mean, make Patricia makes in that sketch. Well, basically, what is nepotism? Like, I don't know what that means. In different ways, it can be basically if somebody's related to someone else, they will pick them for the lead. You know, like oh, fuckers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like if it's like their best Let's friend talk or shit something. About that for a second. Um, that's how it is. A lot of places. It that's is. how. Uh, that, well, I mean, that's how film festivals are, yeah. are here. Uh, or and, if know partially it's like, kind of like the same. same three or four people every year getting the lead parts of the show because they're <laughs> that, either related to okay, or did, best friends with I the auditioned director for a play once once and uh no or was it twice or two 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 plays no i think no no fuck it one we'll say one and and i i'm glad i didn't get it because i would have been a shittier actor i think if i'd done it maybe um mm -hmm. and because they wanted that the the, the the they were they're trying to get me to do this thing in a way where i just was like really you want me to do it that way okay um like i wouldn't 
I, I was just trying to do it. I was watching Dustin Hoffman's masterclass like a lot at the time, getting ready to do my film Feeding the Fire. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it'd be great if I did a play. And I'm glad I didn't because I think. Have you ever done a play? No, no. I'm, I'm And honestly, I'm I mean, there's one thing about plays that I, I, I envy about them. Um, it's or I, I like about them for acting purposes. It's the fact that you do the entire performance in one night over and over and over again. It's very you, cool. That whole you get to you learn how to structure a performance chronologically mm -hmm. and it's all chronological or depending on the play. But it's like you get that whole range. Yeah. In one in one go. I've learned I learned a lot in theater. Yeah. And I had the best time ever doing it. But mm. it doesn't really align with my career goals right now. So mm. I don't think I'd ever go back and do it. It's a huge time commitment. Little to no money. Yeah. And it's a lot of just like fooling around. And if you if your skill levels above the people that are casted as the leads and stuff it's like you're not really gaining anything honestly for me like i did a lot of featured dancing work so i was just like the featured dancer or something mm -hmm. which is great but that doesn't help yeah. my acting you know yeah but help my stage fright sure <laughs> i'm not scared to get in front of people or anything now yeah, no, I think it, that's that's another thing. But it's it's also yeah, just being able to go through that entire performance and and feel that experience. You don't get that with with other, with film mm -hmm. because film is like you're doing this scene, or you're going to do the last scene, and now you're going to do the first scene. You're yeah. going to do all and, it, and it's, it's all like, out of order. And it's not all in one day either. It's mm -hmm. and so and uh, yeah, but so I think I th think there are some good things about theater. But the way I the reason I shit on it, if I do shit on it, it's just I work with a I've worked with a lot of people who've done a lot of theater. The and acting style is way different than it's TV. so different and and it's so hard sometimes for them to get out of it like and i, I and not to uh and and well sometimes it's like you have to anticipate okay this actor is in theater they're gonna talk really loud and they this act very animated I, I, I'll, I'll be honest <laughs> i wasn't I, I don't know if i i didn't want to I, I, I'll, I'll i'll tell david I, I mentioned this but when we were doing the comedy sketch He's very loud. He's a very loud, animated person. I think it's. I think he. he it might, I think it's. He's done a bit of theater, and uh, I don't think. I don't know if it is the theater. I think it's also just him in general. But I, <laughs> I was. I knew. Like I was like. That's why that day I was like, let's put two microphones, <laughs> one for you, one for him, and adjust his a little bit, <laughs> just so for that. But um, no, nah, I. I uh, uh, uh he's, he's one of my best friends so i i, I don't i don't need to shit on him but it, i i knew that he was going to be very loud and animated so but it if you're oh, i feel bad for shitting on so, my friend you're not shitting on him he's <laughs> just really, loud no person. it's just but it, it's funny and and it, and i fits, and it fits certain characters um so but it's like he i i knew that and um and i i, I there's uh, there's some actors where it's like it's uh, it's too stagey or they've done they've done a lot of like like say it's a some weird play like disney play or something and they're playing this very up this very uh positive kind of nice character or whatever or too much and and it just they and they're directed towards that way too much oh yeah and it, like like i remember the direction i was given to be like i was i was told to be when i was auditioning for this one role i was told to be like uh, I can't remember what it was. It was something. It, it was you know you're just so like overcome with your nerves or something or you're something. And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> like, all right. Um, if I was doing that for like a film I was doing, I would, I would be very subtle about it. And I was just being very subtle about it. And they're like, you're not doing like what I was telling you to, I was like, I am, but it's, Less it's, for, it's, 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 it's to be very subtle. And I, I didn't, I'm glad I didn't get into the, that theater, that, that play, because I was, I did that film right after. And the thing that people liked about my performance was that I was very subdued or sub or subtle about, or I was, I was just kind of, mm-hmm. I was, I'm told I was natural, I guess. Yeah. I, I, but that, I, that's just because I was purposely just being myself saying the lines, like, which is what I've heard from Dustin Hoffman. Just, just like, like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. I'm saying the lines to you. Like I'm talking to you. I, there's my, there's some adjustment to it. Cause you have to remember what you're going to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, That too. <laughs> but it's like, you're also there's there's some adjustment to it in the terms of like okay what's the situation if the situation okay. calls for slight adjustment you you do that but you kind of you find a way to it naturally as mm-hmm. naturally as possible and sometimes it's best to just go at it with without putting too much in and yeah. just and 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 i find myself personally do, rehearsing it over and over again helps me to get to that place like just going through it and from memory and be like okay and i'm remembering oh wait what's this scene about oh we're you know i'm trying to do this and i'm just i'm just kind of thinking my way through it like i'm, I'm trying to get to this place where i'm like like wh- what makes this sound natural you just do a bunch of times and you're like oh this makes it natural and you you organically get there i think yeah um, it's i love theater i love to watch theater Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in it ever again, though. I don't think. Yeah. Maybe one day if I have the time. I might want to try it. I auditioned for a theater production that I really wanted because it was like a whole stunt theater performance. Like mm-hmm. I would be like jumping off of like buildings and stuff. Ooh. So I auditioned. I got a call back. And I got to the call back and I expected it to just be me there, but it was a group of people. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I haven't been to one of these in a while. It's been like seven years. They made us learn like a stunt routine and then they had us cold read in a bunch of different accents. And when I did it, I was very TV and everybody else was like over the top. And I was like, that is the difference. That is the difference. Like they had this voice that was like (sighs) the theater voice. You know what I'm talking about? Were they were they like, uh, were were you when you were in that moment? Were you like, I'm killing it right now? And then they're like. Uh, you're all doing great. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I you're the one killing enough. it for film, at least. Uh, like I was very like they, they really just had like they would talk like the normal voice, and all of a sudden they'd be like, and then, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I. I mean, that, for that reason, I'm not sh- that 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 might be the reason why I don't do theater. Yeah. Um, just, and and I guess is that why? Like, is that like when you're saying well, like career goals, you you don't want to go towards that i just know for me i I, I mean i'm not gonna limit myself and say i would never be successful in theater but i just don't see myself being successful in theater because i've done it for so long and i wasn't greatly successful you know stick with film i I think i'm really good at film you know what i i think like are you how how much like have you ever been interested in in directing like films because i I mean we're gonna try to do we're gonna do that and see how how that goes I think you'll enjoy. Yeah, it. I'm. I'm pretty good at directing, though I haven't really done it a lot. But I. Am. I, I think you'll. I mean, the fact that you have ADD, I think that might help it. Make I mean, it might. You might realize that you're like, oh shit, this is this is for me. Yeah. Might, you might. But um, the problem with me is that I always want to be 
on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like I always want to be the star, you know, like it's hard. Because it's possible. We, I mean, do, do you want to be in those comedy sketch? Do you, do you want to just direct your comedies? The, fir the first thing you did? What is it called? Again, I forget. It's like the, the dangerous messages. Dangerous messages. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, I can. I mean, do you want to just direct it and then see how that goes? And, and I think you'll learn what to look for and stuff and then if you want to do act in things that you write in the future let me know i can i mean i can yeah i just i just don't here's the thing i i'm picky about my filmography so mm -hmm. i don't want the director credit yeah even if i am directing it to a degree but i mean um it's so hard I, I mean i can i, I plus i i don't know if i want to do all the prep work maybe i will yeah but, uh, no we definitely need a director for it I would love to direct it, but I also really want to be in it. It's so hard. Well, you can be the the director and be in it, and I'll just be the one directing things. Um, okay. I mean, I'm very aware with what. I just won't put. I I I'm, I might not put all the the prep work and hours that I would put into like 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 analyzing my my scripts, mm -hmm. just so that I know what to say to people. Yeah. I'll still know what to say. Like like the that one hour. No no no. One hour. The one minute horror film I did with with uh, Melanie. I didn't do any prep work for that. Yeah. How did that turn out? It was good. Yeah. I liked it. It'll be like yeah. that pretty much. Oh yeah. No, it's it's very low key. I don't think that we would produce anything that sucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, and, it's and definitely if you want to do that. Hard. It it's definitely See, this is what so in order to direct to act and direct, um I would suggest we do a rehearsal, a few rehearsal or really a rehearsal uh, enough rehearsals. Probably just one or two um and and get it all down mm -hmm. and and then when and we figure out ever all the details about the production like the shots um and the lighting and whatnot and and just i and I, i'll do the the shots and oh are you, you no i'll do the lighting part I'll, I'll figure those things out but you know i'll i'll, I'll want your ideas about the shots yeah. like you're the close. You're the one who's closest to the material and and knowing what um the story is and what what you want with it. And you should have like you have to have you have to come up with your vision. You know um, that the story is based on my real life. Really, but over exaggerated. Really. Mm -hmm. Wait, who are you in it? I'm Michelle. Which one is that? Wait, I forget. The receptionist. <laughs> and <laughs> you. Oh no! You've had somebody call you up. <laughs> Oh i have actually at my old job it was very intense we were getting death threats like almost every day wow. <laughs> so i did read... you want to play michelle i don't know if you want i to, was we thinking can do it. maybe but like that might be too much mine too much i don't know i don't think i can be the other character that's for <laughs> no, sure <I> can't. <laughs> can you see somebody. that <laughs> wait, wait my friend uh darlene uh Does she act yeah, she she's the, the she, she was the writer who uh you know gave your feedback on yeah. your thing. We'll have to um, do a Zoom. Yeah, uh, I could show you some of the things she's done in my things. Maybe she'd be interested in. Uh, Being in it. Trying too. to think. Yeah. Um, I think she, I I think she'd be down to, to be in it. Uh, she'd be great. In it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But I, we could de we could definitely find uh people for it. Um, mm -hmm. if you oh, want to yeah. play Michelle or not, it's up to you. Um, okay. but I think. This is turning into a production meeting. I know. Uh, I, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but it's like we would basically. Uh, I think it might be interesting to some people that are like talking about how we're like how, how we, we, we how we navigate the thoughts. Uh, I, I mean, I figured that would be interesting. So I'm so I was game to like talk about this stuff. While yeah. We're, but basically, uh, when you go to direct it, um, I would 
you know, I would kind of walk you through what I would personally do for my own things or what I've learned to do over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you you basically want to, you know, you have the script written. Um, we, we need to edit a little bit, right? Yeah, a little, Just a couple. I tweets. liked it. I okay. honestly, I think it's fine. But we, if we have any ideas, we will definitely improve on it. But uh, whatever makes honestly, it's just a little bit complicated. The concept. So I think if something really. makes it more simple, I, it, then it, you it, think it, I, I got you it. You got it. Okay. I got it. I, I was I I perfectly understood it. Good. I think uh, I mean definitely the way that we shoot it, like like you. I'll walk you. I'll I'll have you kind of get as I'll I'll go to you for most of the ideas on what you want for shots. And if you don't have ideas, I'll throw you ideas mm-hmm. about like, and you can pick from them. Okay. Um. But we'll when I write things. I usually think about it as I'm going through. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. And 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 we'll we'll just kind of and if you want to storyboard things, that can help. And and that can help you kind of visualize things. Um. We'll also have to find the locations, like the office space, might be interesting uh, finding. I, I, we might be able to find something really easily. You never know. Um, uh, like the apartment was it wasn't an apartment or a place or something. We'll, we'll find. We'll we'll have to find those oh, places. Oh yeah, the apartment and then the office. I think that's it. Oh, and yeah. then there's one scene outside where she's running on the street. Okay, and 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 then finding actors and crew and whatnot is pretty easy. Yeah, um, we'll be able to find that. that. Uh, and then we'll basically. But yeah, your job as the director is like know what you want with the actors' performances, and I, and if you have something you're going for, you're just like we'll communicate what we're talking about with it, like what how to make it work. And I know I've done a lot, and I've done enough that I can be like I, I know when something's working or not, and I can kind of adjust it when we're the performance when we're going uh, or shooting. Um, so if you're in the scene and you're having trouble knowing how to direct the the performance, like I can I can give ideas and and help out with that. It's usually a group effort, but um, yeah, I'm sure we can figure it out. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think I still want to do the com- the the short comedies sketches with you too. Yeah, do you think we should do this one first, and then I can write the other three? Because after I'm finished writing, let's the script, do this. Yeah, let's get this one started, and okay. and uh, while you're writing those things, because I want to do something soon. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to. I, I want to do it. I'm writing a script for somebody else right now, and once I'm finished that, I'll probably start writing the three short comedy sketches mm-hmm. the one script i'm writing now it's supposed to be a comedy it's yeah. not turning out very funny it's not well it was what is it or, um, no, you don't have to you don't have to tell it on the camera <laughs> well it's a christmas time? it's like a christmas short okay because we wanted to do something film it in november and then release it in december and <clears throat> i was pitched a concept and said can you write something based on this and I said, yeah. And then I'm writing myself into it so I can be a little part in it, but I'm not like the main characters or anything. Yeah. It's about like Santa and Mrs. Claus, you know. I can't be Mrs. Claus. I'm a little <laughs> too young, I think. <laughs> but I'm an elf. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's turning out really good. It's not super funny, but I don't think it needs to be funny. I don't I don't think that I concept mean, if would be... if there's drama to it. If there's there's a drama. Char- there's, if there's a character that wants something and there's a formidable obstacle or opposition force that they're coming up against and and if as long as that opposition destroys them or kills them or nearly destroys them you'll be good yeah it like the stuff that i want to write for you and do eventually like the comedies those are going to straight up be just like jokes all the time yeah but you know what i mean like yeah. the thing that we did no i i ago. definitely dig the one you wrote good um yeah so now you know that I can write. Yeah. And I don't suck. I know. Yeah. I was worried to send it to you because I was like, oh, man, 
because it'll it's so personal sending somebody a script it is especially like i'm so open to like suggestions on editing and everything mm -hmm. but yeah, i've never no. had anybody say like okay that really sucked like could you imagine have if, you ever if, had somebody say that to you oh i've i've had okay so, no i had uh uh well i at the i wrote a 400 page manuscript oh my gosh and how long then, did that take uh, over oh, about a year or Jeez. eight months or something and 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 i read it to my friends it was something it was based on something i'd been working on and developing and just developing and developing for years and i started reading it to my friends and i realized that they weren't interested in it oh. they just were lost they were like i don't know they what, didn't know what, what was going on what's what are you talking about tom and it's like it's like it, but i i realized it wasn't interesting Dang. and i just that's put all like this my time. fear or if it, my it, fear well, it, is if someone doesn't understand it. Like I halfway done the script now and I'm like, nobody's read it before except for me. I'm like, I hope that this makes sense because yeah. it makes sense to me because I know what's going on. But if I show somebody this and they're like, I literally don't know what, what's going on in this. I'd be like, no. The thing is, it's like they, you, you, it's okay. That, the, it, was, it was okay that it happened. I'm glad it happened because from that moment, I was like, all right, I'm not going to fuck around now. Yeah. I just spent how fucking long doing this thing. I don't care how painful it is. And and eventually, like, I I, I did another thing where that something like that happened, where I spent too long on it and didn't get yeah. feedback. And that was my that's been my biggest enemy is if I don't get feedback early and often. Yeah, um, that's what I need. I, I need to pitch things to people. I need to get their feedback and see if they're interested in the idea. And then I'll start working on the idea. And then I'll start, you know, fleshing it out. And um or at least getting their their feedback on the outline. I there are some ideas where I think right now where I, I'm feeling confident enough in them that they they are going to be interesting. I could be risking it again. Um but I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. And, and sometimes it's hit or miss. And yeah. um, like I've, you know, and, and just but whenever that happens where I get into those periods of just thinking I'm writing the best thing in the world and then I read it to somebody or has somebody read it and for the first time and then they say, this is what were you thinking? <laughs> it's so disappointing. But it's such a motivator, that pain of that, because you're like. All right, I'm not fucking around anymore because when when I when I had that happen too much to me, I worked on feeding the fire. I started with an idea and I was like, okay, I just want to do a short film, simple film based on everything I've learned up to now. Go. And that was such a liberating thing because at that pure point I was reading, no, I was watching like I'd watched a 100 or so classic art house films golden age classic films uh foreign films my entire vocabulary of filmmaking had changed and it had changed while i was writing a shitty script so the script started very very like like this really stupid youtube video yeah and became this art house thing that didn't make any sense to what the initial premise was it morphed and people were like somebody read it and he's like your whole thing's changed That's over great. the course of it um, but, but it still sucked. It's still, <laughs> it just it didn't connect to the beginning, or it didn't work, and it was based on feedback from somebody who didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Oh, and um, I'm like super. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like a master at this at all, but I'm pretty good at like breaking apart a script 
figuring out what it needs, like that kind of thing. That's good. I don't know where this came it's from an either. Instinct. I, it's weird because I was talking to my fiance about this yesterday and I was like, Friday was such a great day because I just spent hours working on the script. I mean, not like hours, but like two hours or something. And yeah. it's nice because it gives me something to do that's not going on social media or like mm -hmm. doing something mindless. It was really nice. And he was like, maybe you're better at writing than acting. And I was like, whoa, whoa don't go there. <laughs> don't say that. It's not <laughs> I was a bad like, thing. Uh, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, because I was also saying that I sent you my other script and that you liked it. And I said, I'm pretty sure he would tell me the truth if it was bad. Oh, I would. So, I'd fucking say, all right, Madison, we're, it's, this is going to need some work. Yeah. It, so, I didn't say that at all. Yeah, I, you said I, it's good. I, I liked so. it as it was. And th 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 Here's the other thing. When I when I was writing Feeding the Fire, um, and it was it was just this, uh, it was a it was built it, through the entire process of it. I had been so fed up with not you know getting feedback and and finding out late at the end that it was sucked. I was like, all right, I'm gonna just be play it safe and get feedback every single writing session mm -hmm. and get and see what happens. And I I saw I got immediate feedback and I was like, okay, this is what's working, this isn't working. Until I had an outline, a short outline, like two page outline. Then from that outline, I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out how to turn this into a, a bigger film and get feedback along the way. And when I started with that outline, though, um, I pitched it to somebody and they were suggesting, let's do this. Let's do this. And or no, I pitched it to one person. They were like, OK, this is okay. you know, like oh, they, they gave me one piece of feedback. And I was like, OK, they they don't have much to offer. And then I read it to somebody else and they told me all these other things we should do with it and i was like this is great this is a great idea and then i pitched it to the other person and they only gave me one thing immediately they were like what What did you do you ruined it like it was working and then you did all this stuff why did you do problem. that and then <laughs> with them we kind of we kind of peeled it back and i realized at that moment that's the person who gets what you're trying to do yeah and when i read your thing i was like okay i can I don't see anything we need to change about this. I need to let her know mm -hmm. that I, get it. I that you I get, get it. That I that I'm not just I have nothing. I'm not lying to you. I'm not saying, oh, this is a good script. And I'm like, fucking Madison. I wouldn't want to fucking shoot it if it wasn't yeah. if it wasn't good. Uh, it's like if it's and if it's good, I want to make sure that nobody else comes along and convinces you to change it. And they might you might want to do that, but like in a big way. If somebody's suggesting small changes like this could this could improve on what you're trying to do, you know, that that's that's something to, to definitely take into consideration. Take everything with a grain of salt, but that's something to take into consideration. Like this this might this might change will improve your thing exponentially. Or uh, you know, I've had uh you know, people tell me like, you know, if you know your this one character is not, you know, there's no there's nothing emotionally built on it. You're like there's no emotional emotional basis there's no way to connect with them emotionally like rusty spade initially was and then i because it was originally originally based on this very heady concept but then we made it so that it was about his daughter and that or or and and that um and, and so it, it just it kind of became this thing that clicked yeah and um and and it clicked emotionally and and i took that feedback and but if it was like change all of this, change the entire thing. I've had that. I with, have with, too. With feeding the fire, I had somebody I, a DP dropped out, and I then I, another person came on who was way more advanced than me at filmmaking, and, and like ten years ahead or twenty oh years. Oh my gosh! 
and they That's were a dp that been on so many sets and i was like i just wanted to work with them so bad and and i i they they told me oh, there's something yeah i read the script i signed the script you know super uh, i was like super responsive with them and i think that's why he was interested in working with me and so i i you know signed the script he's he got back to me he's like okay yeah i think there's something here let's talk and there's some things to change though and so i was like okay uh, and I, I went into the meeting being like uh we're not going to change much and then they want to change the whole thing and then we i sat down with them and i was but i was so like I went to, into it being being like, I need to work with this person. I need to, to learn as much as I can and work with them and yeah. and make an ama as amazing film as possible. So I was like, I have to get them on board. And it seemed clear to me from talking to them, there was a lot wrong with the script. And they, they said, like, you know, here's what's wrong. And I, I, at that point, I had gotten so used to getting feedback and taking the feedback and, and rolling with it and making it work and seeing how much better my film got from that seeing this person who was so seemed so much ahead of what I was doing, but in their own way, yeah. tell me all these things. I was like, okay, let's do all this. Let's try this to the point where I was like, you know, the, I kind of just realized let's just do something else. <laughs> yeah. It's not even worth it sometimes. And then, and, or let's just do another film. And then we started working on some other thing and we, in four, a four hour meeting, we com completely de he, like, I just, it was like deconstructing me like a drill sergeant oh does. God and and just tearing my heart out and just seeing this <sighs> all sad. the work like a month of work writing the first script that i read to my friends i read to 10 friends and they all were like yeah this is good we like it i went and worked with them and this is i was like now i'm going to do this the way a professional does it you know um i mean i they are professional but there's different ways that different professionals do it and Definitely. and um i did it the way that they you know suggest that i do it and we changed all these things. We, we kind of built a new script in that meeting wow. that I went and wrote that week. And when I wrote the, when I, after the meeting, I was like on cloud nine, this is great. We got some, uh, this amazing, interesting script. It's, it's that I can't wait to, you know, work on. Part of me was dead inside. I didn't realize yeah. it at the time. And, but I was like, all right, I'm going to write it the way I want to write it though and make it work. That's I wrote the like first the problem. Yeah. I wrote the first draft and, and I had already put it an ad out for for the actors but i hadn't even read the first draft yet but we knew what the characters were for the for the ad put the ad out and then for like backstage and then i i wrote the first draft and then i hated myself i wanted to puke i wrote the first draft and i'm like this is garbage and uh i went and messaged all the actors who responded to that ad. i didn't know how it worked at the time i didn't realize that they didn't they, they weren't used to people responding to you to them or yeah. messaging them I thought that you had to like out of courtesy message everybody. Um, oh. And so I messaged everybody, let them know. And I didn't know that you could group message people at first. So I like I started doing it one by one. And uh, <laughs> then I I told my friend what I'd done. And he's like, are you crazy? Tell them it's still on. Like, like the audition's <laughs> still on. We got to still do this. You're like, it's and somebody had Wait, some, <laughs> some dude had messaged me. I don't have to tell him this one day if I ever work with him because I remember his face. He told me it's like, you know, uh, you know, I respect that you're you're your ability you like you your your integrity and not wanting to you know you know sell your sell out or whatever all mm -hmm. that stuff and then i an hour later i message him it's still on it's still just on we're kidding. still doing the film just kidding he's like okay, okay. okay. <laughs> i was like okay this is not this is red flags up the wazoo and uh but i was in that situation where i was like i gotta do this and so yeah. and but then we we went and revised the, then we he read the script and he's like all right you got something here we still got more work to do 
kept doing more work with him, met up and, and revised it again. And I was like, after that, I was done. I just, it sucked all the life out of it for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was anymore. his script. It was at that point, it wasn't my script. It was his script that I had typed up and uh and and put my own in my own words um yeah. but it just wasn't my words it wasn't my voice and i i that was the moment where i was like okay i i learned a shitload i'm not gonna lie i learned so much there's so i'm such a better filmmaker from working with them getting that experience um so i'm glad i did um and i feel like i wasted his time uh so and if he's ever listening to this i'm sorry um but I, you're like and a special apology goes to <laughs> but i <laughs> i went i i i it's just i if i had gone through with it and made that film that would have been the first film i made in five years dang and to make a film that was so far gone from what i wanted to make just a waste of time it, and and if it was successful that would have been worse because then people would have been expecting that and they'd be like well that but it wasn't my film it was that guy and i i would have depended on him yeah. to make to help me make it again to make that thing happen again do you still talk to that guy occasionally occasionally i, so, I was debating whether to have him on the podcast really uh, i'm not sure if i want to just because i've talked shit on about him <laughs> quite a bit uh uh not i've never used his name i've never yeah. I've, i mean i've never i never talked shit about it but think he would even know it's him possibly i don't know uh -huh. I, I i i i i would i personally would really? if it was me but i don't think he i don't he might not but it, it, it's yeah that's actually something i was thinking about I'm like oh i shouldn't say anything like, I, before I, I came here and not like yeah, i would no, i don't I, have anything that i would i say. i I, I debate whether I want to have him on just because if somebody ever watches all of my podcasts, they'll know based on I wouldn't tell them. They'll put two and two together. They'll put two and two together. And I would feel really bad about that. But because there's no way we wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. But and I, I, I but I debate whether I would do it and just be honest with him and just tell him my perspective on that situation. Yeah. And say, look, I, I wasted your time. I shouldn't have um mm. i just wanted to work with you because you were so much more, more ahead of me at this stuff and you were and in in, a, in your own way yeah but not the way i needed to be um if i had done that i wouldn't have my podcast i wouldn't have i wouldn't be doing the things that i do now and and i wouldn't have confidence in myself but if i hadn't met him i also wouldn't have the confidence i have now yeah that's interesting it gave me confidence but but Part of that confidence came from learning as much as I could and then stepping the fuck away. Yeah. Backing out That's before crazy. we made the film. It was a month before we started shooting. And if I had done that, if I had gone through with that, I don't think I'd be... Did they shoot it without you? No, they didn't. They, I, I even signed the rights over to him for the script. That's crazy. Um, but wow, this, guy, this was serious. Yeah, now I've got... Now I, now I got all this... He's gonna know now because we've been too cut descriptive. It out now. <laughs> I, I don't think I need to cut it out because I haven't said his name. But I mean, yeah. if you have, you're seeing this, man, uh, you know, like like I said, I did waste your time, but it was an. Exp I think, I think personally, I know better now than to do to another filmmaker what he, what I'd been through, mm -hmm. and that's I don't want to put another filmmaker in a situation where they're doing what I want versus what they want but he he did 
at times try to make it my film. That's the he did he he based yeah. everything that we did was based on his view of my life that that led to my book film defeating the fire mm-hmm. so he tried he did mm-hmm. try but it still was just i mean then again i'm also just this fucking pretentious filmmaker who's got to do it my own way and yeah i don't know i i'm being too nice about it i think um you're reminding me of something that happened to me recently i like Whenever I have an idea, I get excited about it and I pitch it over to a bunch of people Mm -hmm. and I got like four people's feedback and they were all completely different. Yeah. And it made me super conflicted. And they all were like, yeah, but I'll definitely help you on this project. But it was like everybody wanted to change different things and make Make it it completely different that it wouldn't even be what I envisioned to begin with. So I was like, yeah, mm, I don't even know if I should continue this. So I think it's hard. It's hard to find somebody who who gets what the point is. Yeah. Or the point that you're trying to make is, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, because it's hard. And it's also like a lot of the people who and, I do collaborate with, I yeah. don't really know that well at this point. Like we're not like yeah. close friends. We haven't been working together for years or anything. Like I've pretty much everybody I really am in contact with about this kind of stuff. I only met within the past year. But we've like kept our connection and relationship has grown professionally, yeah. but it's hard. Here's the thing. What I would say, um, if, you, if you're talking about people who want to act in your thing, here's what I would say. Uh, this is a new thing I'm, I'm starting to think about doing. Um, don't cast anybody until until you're in the audition phase. Ha- yeah. Have a strict audition window where you're that's what you're focused on. Because you know what? I've promised... Or I've 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 talked up peep actors I've worked with and said you know you're gonna be this character we're gonna do this in years or something, you know what in years your your view of what's a, the right person for a role changes definitely and even in a months month. too yeah uh, yeah <laughs> even a and month. and and I realize I'm gonna have some tough conversation with some people who both you know I've told forever that they're gonna play this character um I'm gonna probably be I'm gonna be very easy about it and say um are you and i'm gonna try to find a way to right way to put it though but i want to i want to make sure that i exhaust my ability or exhaust my resources of searching for the right actors for each role i want to i want to have at least three people who i know could play this character before i pick one of them yeah that's a great great way to do it i want to have three people that could play each character before all characters of the script all of them three per p three actors in mind for each one of them before i pick a single one mm-hmm. and and then figure out from there who is the best for what because i think that's the best way to go about it um and and honestly i i, I would use i used to pick people immediately as, as i found them because that's what warner herzog said that he does and he likes to do as a filmmaker but he I, I don't believe in that process anymore because uh, his basis was, you know, he doesn't like to torture his actors. I don't fucking care anymore. I don't want to torture myself <sighs> because I picked somebody just to, to so they, they, they could get it off their chest that, oh, okay, I got the part. Yeah. And then find this other actor a week later oh, that can God. play it a hundred times better. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm not going to pick you 
just so that you can feel better. Okay, I'm gonna pick you when I know that you're the right person for the role. The hardest part That's so about hard. working with people. I sound like a dick right there. But like, <laughs> even for me, like writing something, I'll tell like my actor friends I'm writing something and they want to be in it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I would I, love for you to be in it, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. Just it's better I to really say don't. I don't know right now. Yeah. Um, but I'll keep you in mind. That's what I yeah. am going to have to do. I mean, well, obviously I'm writing this one thing with the my one friend in mind yeah right with people in mind that's fine but don't give them the role until you've exhausted you because here's the thing um i've started using like backstage and film.org again and i'm like wow there's so many great actors i want to work with who would be great for a lot of these characters but i've already cast them and and i'm like it's so hard and it's not necessary not necessarily that they'd be better uh and most of the time but it's like because a lot of these are my friends that I really enjoy working with. Yeah. But I want to explore what is out there and and really because here's the thing. Now I'm going to be paying everybody for my films. I'm going to start doing that. I started doing that in the last project I did. Um, the 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 horror thing just because I was like I was gonna I was saying I was gonna do it the next project. I started doing it in that project. Um, that's the You're that, not that was fooling around anymore. You want yeah, no, quality. It's professional. Um, and now the fact that I'm gonna be paying people, um. That means I don't care about your feelings to a degree. Like I use, I do, I do, I, I, I'm trying to be kind, but at this point I can't be too nice just for the sake of being nice. If, if money's on the line, like, I mean, I, 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 that sounds horrible. What I mean is money changes everything. (laughs) I'm, I'm kind. And, and if it was personal, I'd give you the role. Yeah. But it's not personal anymore. It can't be. It has to be business. Yeah. And I hope I get to work with you again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fine. <laughs> I won't be a dick. <laughs> Have me audition. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'll, yeah, I'll probably do in-person auditions for my feature film I plan to do. Um, just to kind of see what that does. But, yeah. It's never personal with acting. Yeah. Um, it isn't. Yeah, you're like, oh, I hope we get to work with you again, Tom, after hearing all that. <laughs> I don't know, this guy. Hmm. No, it's, no, I'm just kidding. It's just, no, no, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just basically like, I, I feel, I don't, I don't want to limit myself like I used to. Because yeah. I realize, you know, just giving people a role just so that I have the peace of so mind. So they, they have feel the peace better. Of mind. Also, just... it's for me. So I have the peace of mind of, of being like, okay, I found somebody who can play the role. Gosh. It, because, you know, it's. It's, re- it's better to, to just give it to them when you know that they're the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I got to deal with right now or deal with soon. Um, uh, when, when it comes to writing things, what are some things that you'd like to have in your stories? Or, you mm. know, because like you had the ending, you had suspense for that one thing you wrote. Yeah. What are some things you think about? So hmm, let me think about this. I feel like a dick after like talking what I was talking oh about gosh, before. you're fine. So for writing, it's really weird. My process doesn't make any sense. I will start with an idea and then I'll write character descriptions and go from there. Um, Usually I just write as I go along, but I already know what kind of ending I think I'm going to have. Mm -hmm. They're usually in my head. I already have an idea I of everything it's really weird I'll think of the idea and then I'll just like have a little mini movie go really quick in my head 
And then there's like three different endings usually. And I'm like, okay, I need to pick which ending I want it to have. Like with the one that you read, there were like a bunch of different endings. But I hmm. ended up going that way because you don't want to drag it out. You don't want this to so be wait, like... So wait, 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 wait. You come up with multiple endings? Yes. That's a good idea. And then I pick which ending as I'm writing it starts to fit. And then I start hinting clues towards the ending during the writing process. How? Whoa. How, how did you come up with doing it that way? It, I don't know. That's just always how I've done it. That's a really smart fucking way of doing it. Yeah. And it works every time because you're always yeah. thinking, well, and the great thing about it is, too, I will write the same script like three different times with the three different endings. And then I will see mm -hmm. which ending I like the best. And I've always thought about doing it where you have one ending and then you have like the two alternate endings and then you can have someone click like A or B and then it's like a different <laughs> ending. Have you seen those books and stuff yeah, that do that? Yeah, or, or the, there's like YouTube videos, interactive yeah. YouTube videos that cuts to, like you click it and it goes to another YouTube video of the, end, the ending. That's or, like, how I do that. That's how I that's do That's so interesting because it's like, that's like, that's actually how James Patterson writes his books. Really? Yeah, I mean, he has, he has a, he'll fill it or no, he comes up with his endings. He'll, he'll come up, he'll just come up with a brainstorm, a bunch of endings and or not writes his books but you know, how he brainstorms his endings he'll brainstorm a bunch and pick the most outrageous one yeah but I, you, you pick the one that fits the most yeah pretty much because when you're starting to write something i don't know like when you sit down and actually start to write it it sometimes doesn't turn out how, yeah, as easy doesn't. as you thought and then you're like okay i need to really think about how i want this to end because i don't want the middle part to be something random or like jumbled together and then i don't want to drag it out the thing and make is, a really long ending or end abruptly yeah. too like i feel like that's really weird it can't just all of a sudden end i pick i pick and, and uh, so i pick an ending that i think is best just one ending i stick to one um and i write like a knowing that i have to hit that yeah and so i have to often re go back and rewrite scenes to make them work better toward like like to hit the to have I've the trajectory move towards it right and um and so, because you, like you, you kind of anticipate like you're shooting an arrow, and you kind of it's like it's like you shoot the arrow, and it's like all right, pause, pause the arrow, make it rewind it, yeah, <laughs> and then, like, like let's wait. let's let's change it, let's change the aim of or or how far back we pull it, let go, all right, it's not working, keep going, mm -hmm. reset. It's like a video video game or something, <sighs> and it's yeah. So I so when it comes to writing though, um, the way that I deal with that. Uh, if I start and I've done this a lot um, and, and it never worked for me, um, so I had to figure something out. If I start writing without anything in mind for it, just if, if I start writing with with what I think is enough in mind, like oh, I've got the characters in my head, all this stuff. I, or if I if I start writing the day I have an idea, I don't have enough figured out. Yeah. And if I start writing it, it's going to I'm going to burn out in a day or Wait, a few days or a week with the ending and then you write the beginning or do you write the beginning and then the end i'll get to that okay um what also, i yeah this is gonna be so dramatic but i'm gonna put my sunglasses on <laughs> because i get bright? i get light sensitivity in my left eye like <laughs> randomly and it's happening a little bit so i'm gonna put okay, my sunglasses okay. on but don't make fun of me okay <laughs> I do. Yeah, that guys, I wear fun. sunglasses on, like in like in 
person in public in stores all the time. Oh, that's why you came inside with them on. Yeah, because okay. my, my head's been bothering me for like a couple of days. <laughs> so I wear my sunglasses a lot and like people make fun of me all the time. They're, they're like, be watching they're like why up. do you wear your sunglasses all the time? Well, it's actually for my eyes, believe it or not, because I get migraines in my yeah. left eye. Oh, shit. Yeah, but should I have like a like a like a like an asterisk on the bottom of the screen when you're wearing it like like oh my gosh, that'd be so funny like wearing <laughs> wear, wearing wearing glasses shades for on. shades on for for a slight sensitivity just so yeah. people see the thumbnail and they're like what's she doing and then and the then, lights aren't even bright in here like it's so yeah. weird but yeah i had a really bad migraine literally last week and it oh my god it was triggered by the weirdest thing like should i even tell you this story go for it um last week i was pet sitting and I've been doing overnight pet sitting for the past couple weeks for this lady I found on Facebook. And she has like the cutest pets. But I got to her house on Tuesday morning and there was like shit on the carpet. Oh, geez. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh I don't know God. how to clean this up, really. <laughs> it was like a whole mess. Well, I cleaned it up and the smell got like stuck in my nose oh, for no. hours. And I was like, I was like, I can't stop smelling it. And like, I went to like acting class. I like went out to eat and everything and I could not get the smell out of my nose. And it triggered a really bad migraine. Like I was like having the worst pain ever. And I thought it was like the litter from the cat's litter box, but I really think it was from scrubbing the carpet. It smelled Jeez. so bad. And I, then I all week I wore a mask. About this. All week I wore a mask. Yeah, I've had migraines since I was like 12. And Jeez. there's a lot of things I can't eat because of them. Like I get triggered by different smells. I get triggered by like the sun, like flashing in between the trees, like when I'm driving, um, uh -huh. like light flashing. Um, different foods and what else oh and stress so like if i'm stressed out <laughs> i'll get a migraine but Jeez, um, you're just i'm just like full. you're a walking conundrum <laughs> i seriously and i don't know thing. like what like what's up with the migraines but it's the light sensitivity thing in my oh left my eye and i'm like I'll, usually it, pretty i'll good probably put an asterisk just so people aren't like commenting and and, and bullying you about the sunglasses inside yeah. how do i look i can't even see the screen oh, oh wait i look actually so funny yeah it's just gonna be like why is she wearing sunglasses she's just it's be to be ironic I know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's what> it... <laughs> but um yeah no people make fun of me all the time like when I went on my first date with my now fiance, yeah. I wore my sunglasses the entire date because we were outside. So I came out of my house wearing them. Yeah. And then I went in the car and then I we were outside all day and he thought I was hiding and catfishing him. And then I took them off finally because I used to wear big sunglasses, like mm. big. These are pretty big, but not as big as the ones I used to wear. He thought I was catfishing him. He was like. Yeah, I thought it was super weird how you wear your sunglasses all the time. I was like, no, it just the sun bothers me. I can't even walk outside without sunglasses on at this point. I'm so used to it. So oh that's my why. But I didn't want to make a scene and just like put the sunglasses on. I would have just explained it to him. I've been like, uh, I'm wearing my sunglasses because I have light sensitivity and just set it up front. Yeah. That's well, just me. I don't know. I feel like so awkward about it. I've done it before. It's not awkward. I mean, honestly, if you, if you just. Sometimes, uh, yeah, it would be annoying if you have to just explain to every fucking customer that you work with or, you know. Like, why are you wearing sunglasses? Yeah, yeah. And they they do that? Sometimes people do that. Well, yeah. people will laugh at me. They'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? 
That sucks. Just wear my shades. <laughs> you, you wear like you have like contacts to make your eyes all black. <laughs> I was thinking about getting something like that, like only in the left eye though. So I'll just have one eye that's like that, and the right eye is perfectly fine. Oh my gosh, that'd be so spooky. <laughs> but uh, now what we were originally talking about, um, with, with uh, you were asking about how I, uh, whether I start with the ending or the the right right in the beginning, um, with my scripts, um, when I I, I now I try to draft the story completely start to finish like like have a have a no not draft but like like i mean like have the outline figured out from start to finish like mm. every scene mm-hmm. every moment as much and, and in, in as much detail as possible to the point where if i when i go to rewrite it it's like it's already written almost like the first draft is practically almost written but i don't i haven't started writing like i've just yeah i've just had loose ideas that come out of my head thinking about it and then i I'm like, this is probably going to happen here or something like that. And then when I go to rewrite it, I really revise the fuck out of it. Like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's almost a completely different beast a little bit. Um, but there's like, there's like, uh, if say like for a world war two film that these characters go into a house and kill a bunch of people and, and, uh, all this stuff, like these certain things happen, like it's pretty it's you know and then this speech happens or something or you know it's like this really organized of you yeah that way that like i know what i don't know what the speech is i don't know how the they get how they kill all those people in the script but i know generally what needs to happen and i'll write it until it until i write it right in a way that feels natural and i can't really fix anything about it and when i go to keep revising it i'll do that like like i'll get to that point where it's like it's moving in the right direction it needs to for it to hit the next beats that come up um, in that outline and emotionally in a natural way. Yeah. Like if 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 the writing doesn't feel natural, it's not hitting its mark yet. But I just keep, you know, revising. It's revising or revising or revising or revising. And and but it's also just allowing your you, you to write what feels natural. Um but I'll start from the beginning and 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 it has to work from the beginning. It has to. Like yeah. I I I did write that 400 page manuscript starting from the beginning of the third act. Oh, or I broke it up into four quarters and I started from the fourth quarter and wrote to the end, started from the third quarter, beginning of the third quarter, wrote to the beginning of the fourth quarter, started at the, the second quarter, beginning of the second quarter, wrote to the third, beginning of the third quarter that I had already written and then the first one. And then Dang. it just didn't work. But it, it, but what happened was, I'm now I've now finished an outline for a 12 part series or like a really long epic film that I'll be going and making. It took me nine months of outlining this thing. It's based on what I thought I was writing. Oh, for that, wow. For that 400 page manuscript. And so I'm grateful I did it. Yeah, you learned. Um, and I think I know how to write it. Interesting based on what I've learned since giving it up, so to say. Um, I even reread what I wrote and it's just, it's so far gone from I anything to, I can use. I need to read this. You keep talking about it. Uh, you won't read the 400 page thing, but you'll read, <laughs> you'll read the thing. I might pitch, I'll, I may pitch to you the outline, um, along with my friends. Um, uh, but that'll be, that'll be eventually. I, I still have to, I still have to put everything in order because I, it's kind of out of order because it's based on it's, it's, it's written per character mm-hmm. this is what happens for this character throughout this this the whole thing and then this is what happens in their backstory episode 
this is what happens yeah so and there there's 12 characters and they all have a character arc and and, this, and a story to them and and they could be a, each character could be a film in and of itself okay and they also i have love a, that you know, that's actually so cool they also have uh each each of the 12 parts episodes whatever you want to call it is or chapters of the thing um is is it it, it cuts between the main story and the backstory of one character and at that backstory is 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 a story in of itself film in of itself and that will give a, a episodic feeling that's cool but there's also the overarching story that has 12 character stories kind of layered and, and interwoven i don't know how I, I didn't know how i was going to do it i think i pulled it off that sounds like something i was trying to do yeah it's funny. I really do love to write. I really want to write something else. Even though I'm already in the middle of something. Mm. I'm not actually in the middle of two things, but I, I want to start something new, you know? Yeah. But I know what you mean. It's like you've learned if you it's like you've learned so much now. It's like can now. I just start over? Yeah. Are you stuck on something right now? Um well, like a month, not a month. Wow. It's October. So like 4 months ago I had a idea for mm a sketch show and I was telling you about it a little bit and I yeah. really really want to do that. I want to so bad. But you know what? I don't know how to make it work and I want to make Wait, it Wait, why work. why a sketch show? Like what what's what's Comedy. the how is it built? Um did I ever explain this to you? Like I had like a name for it and everything. Somewhat. But wait, how what's the format? Like how does it is it like you is it like Key and Peel where they like go on a stage and they're talking about something and then they relate to and then they go to like a show um, or like a, a sketch? I was going to do it like a sitcom pretty much with a core set of characters mm -hmm. that interact in different ways and like each episode would be about like two different characters each time and it would kind of rotate and like each would have their own kind of storyline for that episode but it would all be comedy and it would be them like um interacting with all the other characters but the other characters will be like supporting in that episode and the two characters would be you know the leads of the one. See, you know what? Uh, this is my my take on writing and 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 filmmaking and or just writing in, in, in general, pretty much. Um, when when I try to start anything, I find less is more. You want to you want to you want to start with as minimal limitations as possible for for the for where it can grow to become. Mm -hmm. And I start with, and so I recommend people start with short films a lot of times, like, or That's short I projects. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm just telling you now, let's just focus on doing a bunch of comedy sketches. I really want to. That's what and, I want to do. And that short, we'll start with that short film you wrote that mm -hmm. I liked. And then just do comedy sketches. And you know what? I, I suggest don't try to make the characters related from one, one episode to another. Just make random comedy Rand sketches. Random characters each time. You know why? Because all of the elements of a script, the characters, the story, the the backstories, the um the 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 the, the setting, the location, the 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 era, all of these things, they are tools for you to use to make the best film or sketch or, or or story or script with and when you try to make a bunch of those um based in the same world 
you're hamstringing yourself as you go more and more and it's getting harder and harder now the way to do that is before you've written any of them have them all figured out yeah when you the way to write a script i i found the best the best way for me to write a script like i said outline the whole fucker completely and it'll take it took nine months for me to to do it it usually takes me nine months or something or eight months or 10 months to outline a feature film script or that 12 part series script you know it, it it takes time and it takes you know triggering ideas to come to you and then working them out and then thinking about it and meditating and on them naps oh fucking yeah. i take naps all the fucking time are you kidding Same. me and <laughs> took a nap right before i came here good idea i did too i yeah. before I, I was already here but how to get like in the yeah zone. yeah you get you get the creative juices flowing. yeah I, I we got to talk about that eventually naps um naps i'm gonna write that down right. naps um <laughs> but yeah no um like it, it takes a lot of time in that creative space that like naps and or meditation or workout provides you or driving with the music on um, as Aaron Sorkin puts it, like you have to, you have, you, you, you need to take time and you have to, you keep, if you, the moment you start writing, it's like you got into mud and you're now trudging through mud yeah. to get somewhere and it's getting thicker and thicker. It's like quicksand. You're just, it's dragging you down the further on you go. But if you have an outline, it's like you have a bridge or, or or you have like a rope above you that you can pull yourself through with you know mm-hmm. and you have that's literally what it is or um interesting yeah like and 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 if you and if you know that that outline is working and is interesting and is super compelling and if that outline alone was really fucking hard to create guess what it's gonna help. It's gonna be easy to write the script. It's not. It's, it's gonna be kind of easy to write the script, but it's going to be impossible for somebody, almost impossible, probably fucking impossible, fucking impossible for somebody to write that script without an outline. And you know what? Nobody, very few people like to write outlines because it's so. It feels so. Oh, I don't want to write an outline. It takes too much. You know, like it's. It's just. Uh, it's. It's boring. It's less exciting. It makes the writing less exciting. I don't want the writing to be exciting. Or I want to make it exciting, and that's my job when I come to write. Um, it's if it's exciting, not knowing what I'm going to write, I'm creating garbage mm-hmm. probably. Uh, I think um, that might not be true entirely, but I, I have to think about that whether I think that's true or not. But there might be some truth to that. But about it being <laughs> exciting, but it's like you know, and you know what that generally is? It's people not having the discipline to do what they know that they should be doing, but they don't want to admit. There's a lot of people who, like, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who just write something and they don't really put any thought into it and they just it's garbage. do it. Usually. Oh, my gosh. Like, the amount of scripts I've gotten to audition with that had typos you know, and here's the thing. Uh, there are caveats where, like, Stephen King, uh, he 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 doesn't outline. He doesn't know his endings. But then again, I'm not I, – I, I don't read a lot of Stephen King. I don't – you know, I, I know some, somebody who is a fan of him. I don't – I personally wasn't big on him. Yeah. Um, I don't really know But you know what? I, I think he would be – I think he would be much better at writing, probably, possibly, um, if he did do outlines who knows or i could be totally wrong because it's like you you have to do you 
Yeah. If if it's if it's less interesting for you, if you can't write as much without without with with outlines or whatever, all right, then maybe uh, maybe it's not right for you. But I don't know. I think that's why he doesn't do it because it's like he doesn't want to be bored. And if you and it, and it's like if you if you're bored by writing and you can't do it and you with it with an outline, then don't do an outline. But if you can get through the, I guess, if you want to call it boredom, I don't find it boring at all to have an outline. No, I, find, I think it's part I, of the process. I, I mean, I don't do it every time, but I find I will do it. I find it so freeing to know I have a really good outline. Mm-hmm. It's it builds it gives me confidence to know if I can make this work, eventually I'll reach the finish line and and people will like what I've created or or most likely like it. And and that is that's that's better than than the excitement, if so to say, of writing something by the by the like by the seat of your pants, you know that that's going to turn into garbage in in a few months. Like like when you you've gotten to the end of the line, it's just not worth it to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, no, I I believe in outlining everything because then you can easily pull yourself through the mud of writing and with like a rope and basically get to the end process with something that actually works and is surprising. Um, and uh and and also you know you're you're working towards something that takes discipline when you have an outline it's really tough to hit those marks but if you're not hitting marks what the fuck are you doing like if you don't know what you're trying to do like if like you know what i mean it's like if you are if you're lifting weights or something and like Nobody's going to like if nobody knows anything about working out about how to gain muscle or in- improve your sh- like what shape you're in. If, if if nobody understands that if you do this thing physically, you're going to get stronger or, or healthier. Nobody's going to do it because it's like, why would you do something hard for no reason? Yeah. But if you're if you have an outline, you know, the reason why you're trying to do this, you're trying, you know, the reason why you're trying to write this hard thing and do this really difficult thing. You're you're going somewhere. You know where you're going. You're if you if you do it just this way, then people are going to enjoy it, and it's going to lead to this. It's going to lead you down this road to this ending eventually. That's going to blow people away, and they're all along the way. They're going to be engaged, and they're going to be like, "I'm glad I watched that. That was great." Yeah. And if you have a if you if you work out a solid outline, and you go and write it, and and it's hard maintaining that, and it, yeah, but you 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 can make it exciting by surprising yourself you do it is it is exciting because it's like there are going to be things that work for the outline still but you didn't see coming that's the gold that is that is gold nuggets right there coming out of your out of out of the the typewriter or whatever the or the the word processor you know when you when you have an outline you have a plan and something comes along the way when you're writing it comes to you and you're like this works this line this and I have a lot of them all the time because I write fucking loads of drafts. And and I, I always have something every few lines. It's just like, that's interesting, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I don't I don't believe that you should be limiting yourself to, okay, I have to have all this connect. Don't let it be connected because you know what? When, I, when the pandemic started and I was bored and I was, or not bored, but like I wanted yeah. to start making things again, like films, not just writing things. I didn't want to get stuck writing. 
I started making comedy sketches with just myself acting throughout them. And, and, and like I started with like this home intruder thing where like, where toilet paper was, was, uh, people were stealing toilet paper and people were breaking into homes, stealing toilet paper. And, and, uh, somebody hope broke into my home or something in sketch, but I, and I, I'm just like going throughout the house. It's so stupid. And if I, and if I, I knew that if I get stuck trying to, as if I, if I got stuck in the, the thing, I normal trap I used to do, which is, okay, oh, this is a, this is funny. What if this is connected to some bigger thing where, where, where it's like all these people are, tr- are getting toilet paper stolen and it's like, it becomes this bigger conspiracy. That would have been the fucking stupidest thing in the world. The, 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 now the only reason I'm doing feature films is because they started as a short film idea. Yeah. Often. Or, or oh. no, not, 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 no, not the World War II one, but the, the, this next feature film I plan to do started as one. Uh, this other feature film I plan to do started as one that, uh, Rusty Spade, I plan to make another feature film. Um, I haven't really announced that yet, but, um, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah ah, we, we announced it now. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, then the, um, what is it? The, uh, <laughs> surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> But uh, some fries, motherfucker. No, I that? said surprise. Some fries, motherfucker. Yeah, have you seen that? No, no. Oh my gosh, it's like what a. It? it was like a vine. I feel like it's like um, a bunch of different people saying something that sounds like him saying surprise. Oh my god. And then the other, the next line was some fries, and then the other one was like, I don't remember. But <laughs> it like it starts to go in my mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's like dyslexia or something like they all <laughs> pretty much yeah that's the whole thing <laughs> uh what was like what, what was i on about it was something about like trudging through you know a lot or something yeah if so I'm like trying to get I, I, I oh yeah so the scripts i have written it's like i have all the like like so the world war ii thing is like it was based no it was based on a short film i wrote years ago every, every you know what everything i've planned to do that's big started as a short film at one point yeah, I mean that's. I feel like that's how it works. Shorts are really hard to yeah. pull off. Like an actual good short. Yeah. I haven't seen one in a while. You know, and uh, I'm actually told that you should, as as filmmakers, we should watch more short films. Yeah. So there's some truth to that. I, I get well. A lot of them, I can't. I can't sit through. Yeah. It's it's also tough because it's uh, you know that, and I think it's the same. What the reason why I can't really do a feature? Like I need to do a feature film is. The ideas that I want to invest that amount of time on, um, like I'm okay with doing sketches, short sketches, because they're I've I've created a process that allows me to write them very quickly. I write them during naps, like my naps, like I'll entirely during naps through memory until when it's all finished in my head, then I'll write it. I do that too. Really? That's weird. I used to do that as a kid too. Like I would study in my sleep. And, and and wait, so wait, you do this with writing though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll think of an idea and then I'll like act it out in my head. Yeah. And do you do the entire script? Sometimes. Well, that's how I get like multiple endings. Cause have you ever woken up and then went back to sleep and then it changes it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. So like I'll go to sleep, I'll wake up and then I'll go back to sleep and then the ending will change. That's okay. So it's like I've, a continuation. I've of the recently dream, found but it's that like a reset. I wrote a comedy sketch idea in my head and then wrote it down, but I, I did it all in one day and it sucked. 
<laughs> it wasn't exciting. It wasn't yeah. really. That's happened to me before. And, it, and the thing is, I wrote it down on paper, so it solidified. And now I, I'm having trouble. Once it's on paper, I have to go then. Man, like go into the manual process of revising something which i don't do for my comedy sketches i just got a glimpse of myself <laughs> <laughs> i look so i look so funny with the sunglasses on in here i'm just like i'm like mm. yeah you're just very like mellowed out chill yeah and it's funny too because like the the gold behind looks like great gatsby vibe <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> but but uh like uh once i write something it solidifies and um and then uh I can't like like I then I have to go and actually write it or just wait a few months and then it it becomes material again that I can show me what you're with. working on the one thing you're working on and then maybe I can yeah give you an idea I'll or read it to you I'm usually pretty this. good at coming up with ideas for that. It, it was just that it 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 was structured well but it wasn't it just wasn't funny oh, to my friend I can definitely add some jokes in there yeah we'll we'll figure something out okay. but um yeah I'll read it to you after this uh, if we have time but um basically the uh, once I write something, it solidifies, and so I try to do it all in my head. And I think that yeah, that's super interesting that you do the same thing. Maybe um, it's maybe it's ADD. Well, maybe. because like when I started we're writing to, my script, we're used last to having week, things in our head. I, yeah, like I sat for a while, and I I probably sat for like forty five minutes and made it in my head before I started writing anything down. I was like picturing the first scene picturing the second scene picturing the third scene picturing the fourth scene i was like keep doing that keep mm -hmm. doing it that way because you know what and then i and then i was like all right time to write it out and then i'm like do 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 and then i was like okay what was gonna happen next and then i'm like okay this is what's gonna happen next like that's how i do it and then when i get writer's block it's like well that's it's because you didn't fit f i didn't work it out fully. i didn't finish the rest so i'm still over the past because i was working for the past three days like really long shifts I would get like an idea randomly mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. And so I think I have the rest of it and I haven't tried sitting there and actually focusing on it for a yeah. while, you know? So I need to do that. Yeah. That's, but yeah, that's, that's, weird. that's we both why do the same thing. I think that's why I, I actually liked the script and it was well-written because, because I made it up in my head. Yeah. <laughs> there, here's the reason why um, I think we're part of the reason why it's our, our minds are machines that can concoct things on multiple dimensions at once and and you can be coming up with something and thinking about something about it you know like 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 your your base your your brain is able to construct something like in multiple dimensions like 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 how you know how the fourth dimension um is like like or it's basically this idea that or like a wormhole is basically like space-time folded and you can stick a pencil through it and travel from one time one place to another just quickly that's the same way with thinking about ideas like our our ideas we think of an idea here but simultaneously our brain is thinking about the ending and how this works with the ending um and this is why my favorite new my new favorite book is for story um of coming up with stories is uh, the 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 nutshell technique by Jill Chamberlain, which I've recommended all my friends. Yeah. I've tried to recommend it to you. You need to write down the books I, that you want me to read because yeah. I'm I got denied for a library card. So oh, embarrassing. 
but I just have to go to the library and tell them the situation. <laughs> they asked for my electric bill and I don't have one because I'm living with my fiance's mom. So I got denied. Why do they, why do you need your electric bill for the library? <laughs> they asked for a picture of my photo ID and like, I guess an electric bill is proof of income in okay. case, in case I end up owing the library money or something. I don't know. What the fuck library were you going to? <laughs> I know, right? This is so weird. I this had a, a library card. No, this, this, this is some, actually this... a comedy sketch. Well, I was like, somewhat. I've been yeah. wanting to get a library card for months, but I've been too lazy to go there. So I downloaded the app. I tried to get it, like the Chester County library system, tried to get it online and I got denied. And every day I'm like, I'm going to get a library card, but it just hasn't worked out. But Hopefully tomorrow's the day because I really want to start reading again. But just go on Amazon or Kindle or yeah, I might do. I mean, I do have a Kindle Fire that I have never touched. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I that just... happens. You like the paper, yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Plus, it's, it's something... something physical. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I'll, I'll, I like the I could send you but... a copy if you want. Uh, oh, okay. the, the the nutshell technique. Um, but no, that one, like I, it's so I like. It's the the reason uh, that, that the thing I just ex explained. It's like the the brain thinks about multiple can think about an idea because of another idea. Um, Do you ever get too much at once though? That happens to me all the time. Like all of a sudden, I'll get like three ideas at the same yeah, time, you, and you all three just, ideas are like happening in my head, and I'm like, yeah, you, it's hard. And then you yeah. have to like work through it and be like, okay, hold on, hold on. And then you sort it out, and then. It, so maybe it's ADHD or ADD. It's yeah, doing maybe. that to you. And well, it, because it, I get distracted like so easy. Like yeah, I'll, I'll look out the window and be like, you oh. have to think. You have to like put yourself <laughs> mm -hmm. in a very you know focused state of really mind. Think. Get in a deep work state. I have of to mind. like put the phone somewhere else. Yes, I, I, can't, I need to focus. Technology, Seriously. throw it away. Yeah. So I'll think about the idea and you know really just you'd be like if somebody tries to talk with me, it'll take me out of it. Like I, I need them Same. to go away. And so. I'll uh, and I have all my notifications and everything off on my phone, like 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 except. Do you turn off your phone a lot? Because a lot of the time the texts are. Text I have it on message. airplane mode a lot of time. Okay, because I'm, I'm I like, are these failing to send? Because I'm having no, phone difficulty yeah, yeah, too. No, I have uh, I, I I do airplane mode a lot, and it, it's terrible because sometimes messages don't actually get to me. Um, I that happened once recently, and I was like. Uh oh, <laughs> this could have uh -oh. been an important message, and uh, that wouldn't have been good. Um, yeah. And uh, but luckily, it hasn't happened too often. But then again, how would I know unless it got to me eventually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, the, I I don't really like I I have to I have to turn airplane mode on sometimes. Like, uh, just I like you know, and there's I I, I it's it's come up my my routine now uh, for a lot of like certain parts of the day um but or at least notifications off and do not disturb on because if i'm then and i'll check my messages manually all the time when i can when i can you know and so like it's a, it's a habit now to check messages when i'm you know so because i could there could be one you never know um but i don't have i don't have notifications i don't have like a ring or a chime whenever i get a message it's it's all off and so i've just trained myself to to get messages and check every so often and but I get these like like when I get ideas, I'll you know like you, you, your your brain's thinking of multiple things at once and considering many variables. And the best way to make use of that is to have the most simple, effective solution for coming up with stories possible. 
that you can kind of aim your brain at and say, okay, these are my objectives. I want an idea that, that fits the bill on these things, these criteria. And that's what the nutshell techniques is. It's, it's basically, it's called that because it's like, this is story, a story in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's like, it needs to hit these check marks and it's seven or eight check, seven, it's seven check marks, whether it's a, a, a Aristotelian comedy or Aristotelian tragedy. If it's comedy, the character reaches rock bottom and then they work their way up in moral character and learn from, from that, that horrible experience. And, and if it's like a tragedy, they, they, they reach the top and then go down in moral character because they, they got greedy or whatever. And it's like, that's how, like, that's how Martin Scorsese films are, are a lot. And, um, there are a lot of always, there's usually tragedies and, and, uh, and also like the thing is you're designing that thing that destroys them or that fails to destroy the character you're making it custom tailored or you're making the flaw that becomes worse or better that's built around that thing that destroys them or doesn't destroy them it's rever it's it's a rever it's the and and that makes sense because it's like if you it's called the catch what is the they get something they want but they don't they get something they don't want the catch which is like okay here's this thing that the character gets but they also get this and this is bad and this is what's going to inevitably either destroy them but it's going to also become the conflict that they have to fight that's the conflict throughout the story that becomes the story and so that they're fighting with get this against this person or this thing and it destroys them or doesn't destroy them and and they they grow or or, or get worse in, in moral character as a result of it and but it's interesting because it acknowledge the system acknowledges that the hardest thing to come up with is that thing that destroys or doesn't destroy you or the character that is the hardest thing to come up with so come up with that first and that's what that system's about it's like come up with that idea first and then build everything around it and the flaw that gets worse or better doesn't have to be the biggest thing about that character. It can be a small thing that nobody ever notices, but they'll notice it when it gets worse or better. Yeah. And so that's what matters. And so it's such a, it streamlines things. It streamlines, it's, it streamlines things so much better. And uh, like, it's made my, like I've had so many ideas for films and comedy sketches and, and stories that I've been able to not just that I haven't had to throw away because of it. And I've been able to make work and make work that I didn't think I would be that I probably wouldn't have been able to if I didn't have a system to help me work through the ideas. And, and I'm able and as I get better at using that system, I come up with new and clever ways of using it. And, uh, and I'm finding like, okay, I can have this idea. And I've done it enough. I've trained myself and had so much experience using it and coming up with ideas with it that I'm coming up with ideas that are so much more nuanced and more nuanced because they're not just based on what the ending I, I thought of for this. They're based on the endings I've, I've come up with hundreds of stories ago. Yeah. Or for the last hundred stories. And, and it's like, okay, this is what I know I can make work. And a beginner wouldn't be able to do that. But as a, you become more experienced with that using that system or whatever system works for you for story development then you're you're you come up with things so much better and it's yeah so i like simple systems um and some people don't like systems like I've, I've come up with up i come against right or i've talked with writers who are like i try to pitch this to and they're like i don't want to do it the reason i did it was because a friend of mine had wrote a really good co animated comedy 
And I was like, dude, have you been writing for 10 or 15 or 20 years? No, two years, he said. And I was like, how did you write this? Wow. And, and he, he showed me the book. I read the book in two days. I'm going to get this book yeah. sold. Yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, this guy's probably a better writer than me now because he read this book. Now it's a competition. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, uh, or, no, it's like, uh, <laughs> like, like in, in, I think in certain ways, it's like, like it, he, he knew how to structure something better and it's like he knew, but it, it's because he knew what to focus on. Yeah. You get so caught up in the details that don't matter that you just get lost and you don't have to get lost if you know what you're, if you have a system that works and, and that for me, that's been, that's been the system so far. And now my, my, my way of using it has been, and I tried to recommend this to somebody. It's like, I'm trying to have that system that is supposed to be a, how to have a story for a film work for each character. I want each character in my script to be a film in and of itself, but together they're something more because I'm ambitious. I want to do something bigger than anybody else is doing. And that's my way is I'm going to use a system that's very kind of, it can be cliche a little bit or not. It depends on how to use it, but I've mastered it for singles a single kind of uh use like once in a story now i'm using it multiple times throughout a story you know i'm having all these different characters like the comedy sketch we did at date with infidelity that was like one of the first times i used it it was good and it, all the characters have a storyline that's going on they're all doing something horrible now with comedy sketches i found that the way to make them work is you you do it mostly the same except the beginning you don't have to set up what they want it usually just starts off them getting what they want and you get it like, okay. But so like the whole first act is very short, much, much shorter and it's basically all a second act. And then, but the third act, which is like they, you know, things they either reach their top or their bottom in terms of like winning or losing. And then this, then, and then when they should be growing in moral character, it's like, just kidding. <laughs> that always that kills. No. That kills. Like 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 the comedy sketch and here's a spoiler but non-committal cop it's like he just threw away a a, pr a criminal who just stole his badge and the whole thing he's been trying to get his badge back so he can use it to retire. After throwing away this criminal, he doesn't want to retire anymore. And now he and so he he doesn't retire. But then the the twist is the the sergeant opens up the pamphlet and he checks off another another tally on how many times I've retired. I've retired like 30 times. So it's going to happen again next week. <laughs> like, like it's it's going to happen again. And that's 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 the thing. That's the whole thing. I'm non-committal. I can't commit to one line of action. And so that's how that works for comedy sketches is, is it. It, everything works except like the, the first act is much shorter. Uh, mm -hmm. Meaning like like the we don't really take time setting up with the character once and then we just go right to and when they go to have a moral change, it's like, oh, just kidding. Nah, nah, just kidding. We're not going to go to positive like and so for some reason that that deviation from the system works. So I don't and I think that's because um, comedy sketches are very lazily written. The comedy sketches I do, at least I don't take them as seriously as films I do. And that's why I call them comedy sketches. But when I, um, when I, so when, but when I'm writing, I'm doing like 10, 20 drafts of, of a scene. Maybe not that many. 
maybe five to 20, uh, five or to 15 or something. I don't know. <laughs> five to 20. That's like a huge gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it can be different each time, but it's like some of them go really quickly. I, but it's like I, uh, I, because I put that work in, that's the only way that an audience member is going to is going to buy it that this character went through a moral change because I put the work in to make it work. If you don't put the work in with writing, you can't you can't you can't be on your soapbox and give off this this moral, you know, you know whatever thing. It's like you you have to you 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 basically have to you 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 can't you you know you know what I'm saying like you it's I'm trying to figure out how to put this <laughs> my brain um you can't like be you you can't make this character go through this moral change with bad writing with lazy writing it it comes off as cliche and and really superficial. But you can make them, but you can trick the audience. Be like, "This is where I'm going." Just kidding, I'm not going to go that way. You can do that, and and it works for a com- like a cheap comedy sketch. But uh, it can't work. You, but when it comes to films, you get serious about writing it, and then when you do write it, you are there to make it work. And when it works, you can go the direction of this character goes this way. They become better, or they go a really dark direction, and you you have to earn the audience. Y'all need his participation in that as a writer. Um, but uh yeah. Um I have like I, I haven't really stuck too much to the questions I have on this one. <laughs> but, but I think I did that intentionally because I found that I I do like just going like just any which way. Yeah. Um trying to think. Um how do you feel you've evolved as a person and or in what you do? Well, I know this past year I've learned a lot about the industry and about myself since I only really started doing this as a career about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so I've had a lot of opportunities I've never had before. And I, you know, in the beginning of this, I really, (laughs) this is going to sound super conceited, but I really thought it would be a lot easier for me Mm -hmm. to do this kind of thing. I thought... I was just, I was good. I was a natural, whatever. You could have some natural talent, but you still need training and you still need experience. And Mm. there's a million other people doing this too. So kind of, you know, I got humbled. I got put in my place a few times. We all need that. But I've learned a lot and I've improved a lot with a lot of things. I have... I never thought I would do hosting, like TV hosting and like spokes modeling, but that's what I did pretty much the most of this year. I did a lot of, I taught classes, like online courses, reading off of teleprompter. I did like infomercials and stuff like that. And I never really thought of myself being that kind of person, but I get, I book a lot of things like that, which Mm. is really cool. And I really, really enjoy it, but it's interesting. I just mm-hmm. never, I never would have expected my life would take that kind of turn. And I love it. It's awesome. I hope I get more opportunities like that. It's been really cool. I kind of put acting on 
the back burner for a little while because I was focusing on <laughs> hosting. Sorry. <laughs> I was something. focusing on hosting a lot and modeling because I was doing a lot of commercial modeling, which is awesome too. And it's a lot of fun, but acting is what I've always really wanted to do. And I know that's my strong suit. So I'm starting to finally get back into it more. Mm -hmm. I, and I do have some regrets, you know, I wish I would have known like what I know right now last year would have saved myself a lot of time and money. How so? What things? Um, just, you know, like negotiating contracts is something that was really hard for me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And certain jobs I realized after the fact weren't worth my time um, with certain things. And just like pretty much the contract thing that's huge with a lot of paid jobs that I've had and negotiating like the pay because you know people really want to not pay you as much as you deserve yeah. for the amount of work. So it, it's just been really interesting. I've had I'm trying to get the paying people more for my things. It, and I don't mind doing things for free if I know they're going to be worthwhile like the comedy sketch that we did. I want to do like a million more things like that. I want to do way more shorts and everything, but with commercials and stuff, they seriously try to have you there for like 10 hours and pay you a hundred dollars. I've turned a lot of things down because I just, because it, yeah. I just can't, I can't do that anymore. It's exhausting. The pay isn't there. It's usually more expensive to drive there than what you're making. Like, I think with Corona, too, a lot of productions don't have a huge budget. So it's also tough. Yeah. But like, oh, my goodness. It's been so crazy. When it comes to, um, like, filmmaking um, with, like, all the equipment I got to bring or something and all that stuff and how exhausting that can be, um, I'm probably going to up this, honestly. Um, or for a while, my rate was, like, $500 a day. Mm -hmm. I'd probably have to rail up it, like. So like it's 700 something, work. but like it's, yeah, the thing is, it's like you, uh, um, like for weddings, like I, my, like, 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 like it's, it's like my base price is like two grand right now. And, and it, I mean, I, I think I changed it recently, but, uh, it's like, it, you, you, you have to like, you First of all, when you're going to show up somewhere and do something where it's going to exhaust the fuck out of you, uh, like with filmmaking, especially, you know, for me, all the things I do, I have a, a routine, a daily routine that I got to do to be at the best, at the most effective level I could be at. And so I literally have to take a day or several days to block out how to be the best I can be for that. And if I have to wake up in the morning, you're you're going to get charged at least my half day rate, which is like for my four hour rate. So like if so, like if it's like five hundred dollars, which I'm probably going to up it eventually, I'm, it's going to like two hundred fifty dollars at least. I'm not going to wake up if, unless I'm getting paid that much for your That's thing. That's exactly how I'm at the, at this point. Yeah. Like I'm you not. You have to be. I it, and like two, they're like, OK, show up, bring all these different outfits, do your own hair and makeup. I'm like, I got to travel. I got to bring wardrobe. I got to do my own hair and makeup. Yeah. Oh, my word. I need way more money than this. So that's why. Like, I really. Yeah. You. 
I'm starting to become yeah. a little. I'm not. You have like, to I'm be. not being mean or anything, but you have to be blunt. I am, and be blunt, blunt about things. I've been ghosted before by companies. Like after them like offering me the job, I said I can't. I need more money. They ghost me. I'm like, oh well, that's how yeah. it is. No, um, honestly, like I now the best way to come into negotiation is to not care. Yeah. Well, you know what I saw. <laughs> It's so funny. It was like, if you're not getting paid, you're basically a volunteer, which really changed my mindset because a lot of people try to get me to model for their brands for free. And I'm like, oh, you want me to volunteer to work for you? I don't know. It changed my mind. And even like, if I'm not even making enough to, t to cover my gas, it's still basically like I'm volunteering because I'm breaking even or yeah, losing money yeah. and i've done that way too many times so i'm like if i'm not really gaining anything out of it like at this point i don't need any more photos i'm yeah, good yeah i need a lot more acting footage yeah i'd rather work on that yeah and uh i mean what i would say is like focus on finding filmmakers who are doing work that you want to work on yeah as an actor like quality stuff like and I can send you a bunch. And then if you want to like reach out to them, um, I mean, if I'm ever reaching, like working with them and they need actors, like I did, uh, there was one I was set on, I was on the other day. And uh, like I, I'm, I brought up my friend Darlene for that. Like I said, told, told the director, she's like looking to recast somebody. But I told her, like, this, I have this actress that I've worked with a ton. I can vouch for her. I, I brought you up. Um, I think you might actually work for the character. It's like this really? woman who, you know she i mean i don't it's not that like i could that this is your past or anything or this is your life or your who you are but like i think i could see you playing this kind of character who has this kind of uh traumatic past and mm -hmm. she has to go back to town and kind of wrestle with it and she's seeing her her ex again and all this that she left and i've having, played characters like that before maybe yeah. that's why you think that <laughs> no well i just the reason i think that is because where you would be work for that is i can just see you kind of there, there's a part of you and actually i don't even know how to put it it's like there's a part of you who seems that it seems like you i've seen some shit <laughs> well my it's like it's like where i i've seen what she she Sometimes she deals with confrontation. I'm sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> like, and, and it, that part kind of echoes, like, I feel like that whatever part of her that, you know, I feel like is the, the way, the, the, the behavior that I see or in her personality, it's kind of, it's similar in you. Interesting. And I could, so I could see that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I should cut that out because I'm talking shit. You're not talking, <laughs> I don't think you're talking bad, but. but Will I be able to listen to this before you publish it? Yeah, if you want. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could send you the. I mean, I don't think there's anything. I've I can send you I the. I can send out. you the raw audio file that I'll be listening to to take notes. Um, okay. And I'll so just. I'll, I will need you to get back to me like by a certain date eventually. Sure. But we can uh, figure that out later. Yeah, I'll but, do. I'll get that to you. Um, like, does she have a hard time like standing up for herself? At times, uh, she's yeah. gotten better though. Oh my gosh, I literally cannot say no to anything or i couldn't for a while like people would pull me in all different kinds of directions and i felt like i was failing everyone overbooking yeah. myself like crazy i still do it and it's this care to it's just hard it's, you, maybe you, please you, people you, you, i don't it's know it's like a pleasing thing it's i'm just a little too nice yeah 
And I yeah. can, so I can see that. And I was like, okay, I feel like you might work for it. I don't know. It's the director's yeah. job though. She knows the character better than I do. Are, she wrote it. Are I they doing auditions or something? Oh, uh, I don't know. But, um, That'd be cool. I'd love to. Like I'll probably send them the, the comedy sketch when it's, if it, if I get it done in time. Um, but when are you planning on working on that? I'm curious. Uh, the comedy sketch, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, that I got to finish editing. I'm, well, I'm planning to edit it, start editing that this week if cool. I have time. Um, but I, I've been booked with all these other things. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, hopefully I can get it done maybe before the end of the, m no, no, probably not either before the end of the month. Uh, I have no idea. It probably takes some time, but I, <sighs> I want to put some time into it. It's really good. It's going to be really good though. But no, it's going to be, it's going to be so funny. I um, was cracking up all day. <laughs> it, was, it was a blast. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so what is the hardest thing you've ever done or the thing you're most proud of? Hmm. That's such an interesting question. Yeah. Hardest thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like every year for the past couple years, there's been something that's been so hard for me. Like I feel like being, I'm 25 now, mm -hmm. from the age 20 to 25, like every single year, there's just been like something that's just been so hard, like mentally on me. Um, I think, you know, doing what I'm doing now, like working freelance, acting and modeling has been really, really hard in a lot of different ways because, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing and that's really hard because I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. And a lot of people don't understand what I'm trying to do. So that's also really hard because I can't really relate with a lot of my friends or my family because this is a path that nobody's really decided to take or really look into. So they just only hear what I'm saying about it. And then they give me like feedback, but it it doesn't match up because, you know, nobody really understands what I'm trying to do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh... I mean, everybody like, they have like my best intentions in mind when they give me advice, but. A lot of people are going to tell you like, don't, like like just try to take up something else yeah or, pretty much i've had that i've had forever. that a lot <laughs> i still have it today same like every <laughs> single day maybe you should just try and get another full-time job yeah uh yeah I, that it's always like even when i'm like succeeding and and it's like like making money it's like people are like they still say they still say they don't get it yeah but, even or like I could sell them film for $10 million. I'm still going to have people be like, are you going to get a day job? Yeah, save every day. <laughs> well, the funny <laughs> thing is, too, is like recently I've only been starting posting what I've actually been doing on social media. Mm -hmm. And now people are like, oh, wow. Like, so it's so easy. Like you just like started to model and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not so easy, though. It's not easy. It was really, really hard. Like every job that i get like is a challenge in its own different kind of way and it's funny because people are people always say oh it's so easy what and a fucking that's wrong i know <laughs> but then i'm work. like because i've gotten that before and then i've gotten people saying like when i say oh like things have been a little slow or something right now because you know we all go through like a phase where things are a little bit slow they'll be like well just just get something else like maybe you should just like contact somebody or something like Tell i haven't contact what do you mean like what do they mean hit up a brand or something like 
like I haven't like they just like mention things that I've already tried. Yeah. Or they're like, or maybe they you should get your full time job back. They're not in it. It's like it's <laughs> like when you're writing a script and you're in it. You know yeah. how to write it. But then and sometimes there are people people give you feedback that's like it helps, but then they yeah. don't they can't write it for you. You have to write it because then you have to write it the right way. Yeah. Only you can. I definitely feel misunderstood a lot. Yeah. Which is sad, but Oh, that sucks. That's the worst. Like yeah. when you're yeah, I mean even especially when you haven't had anything to show for what you're trying to do. That's but that was me for years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well for for a while, yeah, I had yeah. nothing because I wasn't getting any of the stuff back that I was doing, like commercials. How do you find those? You know? And most of the time they don't I even mean, care to we, send them back. When we do the comedy sketch, then you can We'll put that on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll be good. Do you have a Facebook? I yeah, I, I have a I Facebook page. It's called Official Madison Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the official. official. The official. So, yeah. yeah. And it's linked on my website. Dude, when you get all these fake, has... account, fake accounts made of you, that's that's when you know you've made it. <sighs> yeah. I actually <laughs> have only had one or two fake accounts made of me, and they were like dating profiles, but it wasn't even my name. It was just my photos. And I like found out about that and I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, like I was so scared. That's I just contacted the app or whatever and they took it down. So it was That's... good. I found out because I Googled myself and then like an account that I've never heard of before just was like, like using my photos. Like not a Facebook, like one of them was like some like foreign dating app. I was like weird. I did have a Facebook made oh of me a couple gosh. years ago. So That's it's so really, creepy. It's really strange, but yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it must suck being a model. And then you do that. You have that shit happening. I've had a lot of messages of people saying, are you are you a real chick or just some dude behind a phone or something? Like, like in like, my like, messages. Like in like, like dating apps or like on or Instagram. Instagram. People ask me if I'm real the all the fuck? time. I'm like, yeah, I'm real. But I don't post like I don't go live or anything. So I guess yeah. I do kind of look like I may be fake. I don't know. I, wouldn't. I see. I don't get those messages because <laughs> I am are a dude. You some, are you real? <laughs> no. Wait, is like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm betting it's 100% men who, who send me those. Yeah, all the time. Fucking Guys pricks. always think that I'm not real. Girls, see, it's, it's girls men like that, me. that that makes me worry about the film, I, the feature film I'm planning to do because it's yeah. like there. I'm and and I, I've, I've actually kind of worked into the ending. Like they're like, all right, like we're not condoning people do evil shit. Yeah. But women can be like 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 assholes too, or use the word the C word. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and one of them's the judge. The main antagonist is the judge and, and throughout the movie. Like and 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 uh and and that, that line is gonna come up because I because I, I had to throw that in there because you can't just like like we can't just soften the blow. We have to make it it, it has to be this guy like a typical guy thing. That's a typical fucking guy yeah, comment like, so like and one of them's a judge and she gives him fucking daggers oh my god, oh my god. yeah it's like a courtroom scene or whatever and uh, oh i love it oh man uh yeah no i gotta i gotta have you read that when it's done um definitely send it over so there's a lot of questions that i didn't cover um okay. but i've just been kind of, i i knew that there's a lot that don't apply to you i'm probably skipping ones that i'd like to have you done let me think um yeah, let me know because I'm quick. getting texts now saying, "Come on, we gotta leave soon." Oh, geez. So I should probably so, head out uh, within the next wait, fifteen. Quick question: 20. Do you want to 
are you able to take the glasses off yeah. just so that I have more just so that I have more of you with without glasses to use as thumbnails oh yeah let, let me start to, looking yeah. a little cuter <laughs> Right. You what, look fine. What you other questions fine. do you have? You look for perfect. Me? <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, do you have any questions for me? I'm gonna text this and just say, "Hey, I'm almost done." Just right, she's while well, she's texting. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Are you hear that noise? A little bit. What is Move that? your phone closer to the mic. To this part. Move it. Closer. Oh, is that my phone? Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. No, it's gonna make a noise. No, it's, it's just it's just it's that that little oh. subtle sound. That's what that is. It's the phone. It's the reception. I learned that the hard way because I I did uh, audio of a film once and all like some of the takes were like like this oh little low rumble of of the my phone in my pocket, and uh, so uh, that's how I became friends with one of my one of my uh, friends because he was the editor of that and he had to he had to. Uh, he had to figure out that out that problem out that I caused for him, and then I ended up DPing his film. That's so funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been great ever since. <laughs> I've okay, I'm fixing myself. I know I, I didn't even look that good today. Whatever. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so I don't know if I have any questions for you. I feel like we talked a lot. Yeah, we did. We talked. I mean, we we we, we went all over the road, which was great. Um, what do you think makes for a great film or script? And, and be as encompassing and detailed as, as you want. Like, this is as broad a question as possible. Personally, if the script has something that I can relate to, it makes it a good script for me. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I'm always looking to relate myself to the characters in some sort of way whenever I'm watching something or if I'm acting in something. And you, guaranteed, there's always a way that you can do that, you know, even if it's just very small. And just having something there, like for, hmm, I wonder how to describe this. Like for any kind of script, I feel like it's really important to reach like a wider demographic or a wider audience mm -hmm. um, and relate to as many people as you can, because that's pretty much what almost everyone looks for if they're watching something mm -hmm. like either the way one character acts or a situation that they're going through yeah so it's all like an emotions game too i feel like a lot of that kind of stuff so when you mention somebody's mentioned this before like characters they can relate to what what do you know do you have like examples of things that relate to you i could give some things if you want um well you know it's kind of weird it's, like it's specific things too, relating though. to or um, I heard this before. It's you get drawn to like a show because there's something about that show that you don't have too. I've heard that before as well. And uh. I was thinking about it because my favorite show, and this is so controversial. So I don't know how you're going to react when I say this, but my it. favorite show is Friends. <laughs> how dare you just kidding <laughs> some people are like oh my god she doesn't seriously? have friends <laughs> i love that <laughs> no. show and for a while like i was thinking about it i was like oh my gosh it's because i don't have any friends like is that why i love the show so much but i do have friends so i don't know yeah, like i don't know what about that show i like so much but i think that it's kind of just... friendship the camaraderie i guess yeah I, I mean i don't i've never watched the show so i really? don't know what it's funny i think you'd like know. it maybe. maybe maybe it's it's cutesy I've found that so I've found that I have I had to root out 
watch television shows almost entirely mm-hmm. um, in order for me to be better writing. Um, I don't really watch TV yeah, don't or really. film, really, actually. I could get it's you on CriterionChannel.com. It's that? like all like like the golden age classics and oh, all these I love different that. things, That's like good. foreign films that you've never seen before. All these. I just can't focus. Art films. I get bored. I watch the same things over and over. I watch them piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Like I, I watch, watch a, lot of a few minutes here and there every day. Yeah. Like 30 minutes or so. I mean, I've watched a good bit of shows, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. and movies, but. The, the one that came out recently where I felt like I could watch it and write the next day, like I had watched a film where I didn't feel like I was watered down by like like television does was uh, um, and some people don't like it. But it, it was uh, or one person I met don't, didn't you know, had things to say about it, but it was. I uh, it, it was basically it was a Queen's Gambit. And I, I think it's because that. they stuck really close to the book and it was based on a good book mm-hmm. and it was very it, it like it was it was meant to be a mini like a limited series and it was mm-hmm. it was when you and, and it comes down to this argument i have if if you want to make television better as good as good as film and i don't think it is as good as film the coen brothers pointed this out that i've, I've kind of innately you know felt it's that when they went to go do a television show for the first time for year for all their career with filmmaking they were told it needs to be shorter. It needs to be under this length. When they went to go to television, they were told it needs to be this length at yeah. least, which is not a way to do it. Because what you're doing is you're telling people, okay, you can fill this with garbage and, and unstructured garbage and, 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 and that'll be better than, 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 than condensing it to yeah. be as structured and, and like a diamond as possible. What do you, you think want about density. the TV shows that are longer? Like the longer episodes, or have you seen Mayor of Easttown? Um, I've heard about it. Uh, I haven't watched it. Um, Those are pretty long episodes. I think like one of the episodes is like over an hour. Well, I it's it's just it's like the, a movie. It's the thing of. is like it's to me it's not like a movie unless the structure is on point, mm-hmm. unless the writing and 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 it's on point. And the thing is, it's like. Aaron Sorkin stopped doing television because also also because the time constraints mm-hmm. with television shows the, the 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 schedule of you have to have the writing done by this time with filmmaking if the writing isn't going well with like Aaron Sorkin he even he even he admits that it's not it doesn't go well all the time with him if it's not going well you can push things back there's hard deadlines with television and they're very condensed deadlines and you're filling more screen time than you do with films in that time frame like you're doing like you often have a year to do 10 hour a 10 hour film yeah and in film you have two years to do a two hour film there's gonna be a big fucking difference in the density of of the strength of that content because it's physical it's a physical process filling that page with ideas yeah it takes, I'd say, if you want to fill a solid 10-hour series like you would a two-hour film, proportionally, you're going to need to spend 10 years writing it. And that's why Queen's Gambit was good. Because mm-hmm. I probably I don't know how long the writer took, but they probably didn't take a year. They probably took five years or 10 years to yeah. write that book. And Definitely. they stuck closely to the book. I need to watch that. And that's the same issue with with uh, Game of Thrones. They went and made 
when they they started running out of books yeah to base it did off you of. watch the last season yeah i did and it was horrible it was bad i knew it would be horrible because i was like oh they ran out of books they ran out of bad. runway well, the thing is, also not only that, they weren't the writer. They weren't the author that was writing yeah. those books. It's weird. The author was, you know, they, they he knew what he was doing or or he knew what he was doing up to a degree. Um, and he hasn't fully, he hasn't even figured it out. He hasn't even finished it, his books. Like, like there's, he still hasn't finished they the series. They basically finished it for him. They had to finish it for him. and In a bad way. And, and well, how well, how are they going to do it any other way? Because they're not him. They don't have the time that he has to do it the way he's been doing it. And 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 third of all, again, they're not him. Like yeah. it's it's like Aww. it's just there's something to be said about the original creator. They knew what they they, they set out with something. He yeah. has it all in his head, but and he doesn't hasn't manifested it completely yet. Oh yeah, that's it's hard. very deep down, and it's or some, and he has to figure out the rest of it too. But it's like you you can't, yeah. It's like you, it's it, so that's that's the constraint with television, and and unless they take ten years, which they won't take ten years to make a fucking television show, it's never going to be as good as film. Period. Yeah, they won't. Or good as good as films have been. Um, and I I'd say if you want to make a great um, show that's five seasons long like better as good as a two-hour film is in proportion and density of, of quality you're gonna need to take 50 years oh or, or 10 years at least and write the entire series and hope that none of the actors die across the the whole period of making it or you're gonna have to recast them you can't write yeah. them off you that's the thing with you can't TV. write them off it's weird i think about it all the time like do they write the they only write the pilot and then if it gets picked up they start writing the rest yeah. of the series but it's like basically it's so not it's, a weekly basis but it depends on how long it takes to film but it's like yeah. they just are writing it as they go kind of and remember what i was telling you earlier about trudging through the mud with mm -hmm. writing you need a rope to pull you mm -hmm. if you don't write the entire if you don't come up with the entire outline and flesh out that outline and then write the entire show it's never going to be as good as if you if you had done that. True. Yeah, it's weird. But Maybe nobody that's does why I don't that. Like TV so too you much. don't. So you you just have to. You're com they're competing with what's been done. Yeah. And if you want to do a television show far better than any television show in history, figure out the entire show outline in as detail as much detail as possible and work it out, and then write the entire show every episode of the ever show before you even produce one of them. And hope that you get the casting right, the everything right, and you get, and yeah. none of the actors get, you know, have like contractual issues and I have to leave. It's never gonna happen. I know it's rough. Or it could happen, but it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those hard things in the world, and it's not gonna be worth it. True. And there's no company that's going to want to pay for, or studio that's gonna want to pay for that, um, or have the sense in they're, they're gonna have the sense in mind not to do that. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's the only way to make television as good as film and i don't think it's ever going to happen um but um yeah how much time, more time do you have i should probably head out within the next like five minutes sorry so let's go to the last few questions um what matters most to you i think um my family mm -hmm. my friends and my pet i have a dog and some fish mm -hmm. um my relationship Mm -hmm. Those matter more to me than, you know, anything like, I mean, yeah, of course, my career matters so much, but I really care about my relationships with people. Mm 
and being a good person and trying my best mm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it matters a lot. Deep rapid fire questions. Okay. Who are you? What is your value? Oh. And the, the, what is your value that you provide others in the world? Oh, wow. It's hard. You know. <laughs> Should I give the, these deep rapid fire questions ahead of time, you think? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard because but I, kinda, I went through I a crisis like, when I was yeah. younger, like trying to figure out who I was. I mean, I definitely know who I am. But do, have you ever had that moment where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, shit, that's me. Yeah. Like I've done that before. I've been through it. Maybe still going through it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But. All I know about myself is that I am changing every year and I'm growing and I'm becoming a better version of myself. That's good. And I am a really good listener That's from what good. I've heard. <laughs> so <laughs> those are the things I know about myself. Um, everything changes like every year. You know, last year I feel like I was a completely different person as I am this year. I mean... When you meet me, I act completely the same, but I just have more knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out who I am, I guess. But yeah. I definitely am an actor and a model and um, a good listener. I'm a friend. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> uh, your purpose in life. Again, like it's so hard. I think that it's becoming more clear to me as I get older that my purpose really is to like inspire and touch a variety of different people's lives, not just, you know, my small circle here, but um, whether it's through acting or something else, I don't know. But I think that I'm just, I've always kind of felt like I was meant to kind of be known by people. Mm -hmm. in a good way <laughs> like in a good way like i want to you know i want to create something that changes people's perspective on life or a certain situation or i want to you know make people smile and laugh if they are going through a hard time like i watch shows when i'm going through a hard time that make me happy and i want to be that person to make other people happy and bring joy mm -hmm. to people and i i try to do that in my relationships that i have now and i love to make people smile at the end of the day that's just something that i've always i've always been a jokester ever since i was a kid and i just want to make people smile and laugh and hopefully i can you, you know, know one day be on comedy tv and, and comedy yeah I mean, I love doing serious stuff too, but yeah. comedy is just it, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I love making people smile. Like, I want to be. Who doesn't want to feel good? You I want to like, laugh and be that distraction for people who are maybe going through like something really hard. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's... I would love to one day get a letter saying, oh, like, I watched your show and something really, you know, bad happened to me and you just like made my day and you helped me get out of that situation. I would just love to do that for a variety of people. Yeah, that'd be a good, be, a good be really cool. I'd love to get a letter like that. That'd be great. Right? One day, maybe we will. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, I think a thing with comedy is it's like it comes from knowing pain. Yeah, um, for and, sure. And you don't want to help other people out with that too. Mm -hmm. And I think comedy is like great. I mean, I remember for a period of time, just listen, like watching the office was i love that show it's such a and, and it's such a cliche that everybody mentions it it's like or but it's Parks like and Rec or something. it's so true though it's such a great comedy and a great show and there's so many episodes of it that you just get lost in it 
yeah and you get lost in the characters and and just and it's it's addicting as fuck too yeah it is so addicting uh, like I, I almost got finished watching it a second time through i just i've watched it like 10 times really yeah. i for i watch have... the same things over and over like that's I'll, how I am i'll go now. through the office then i'll go through parks and rec then i'll go through friends and then i'll go through the office i'm that way with movies and films that I, I do love. that too yeah. yeah so i've watched like i remember during when i first started working from home the office was playing in the background 24 <laughs> 7 just all the time. Even if I wasn't paying attention to it, I would just like look over Wait, and, when was this? and smile. Was this? So, like in the beginning of Corona, like I guess like yeah. beginning of 2020 when I started working from home for my full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. So your legacy you'd like to leave behind or the destiny when you're done here? I don't even know. I mean, I kind of already mentioned just about? like, not really. I need no. to think about that more. Like, what do you mean by like destiny? Or legacy you know uh i mean somebody asked somebody turned the tables and pointed asked me this and i was like hmm and i, I love these questions i think i think they, they should be things that i ask on the spot because i like the on the spot answer because you have to really think and 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 it gets you thinking deeply you know but i think for me my legacy i'd like to leave behind and my destiny when i'm done here i'd like to i'd love i'd love to be in the category one day the same category one day as Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan as a or Andrei Tarkovsky as a writer director. I think mainly it's Quentin and Nolan that are writer directors. But um, in terms of how they've affected me, I want to be in the category of that for somebody else oh, okay. uh, with my films. I want to I want to affect people with my films one day the way they do with me. Yeah, especially like Nolan. I love Nolan films like those. I feel like I have more personal connection with them. And I watch them more than I do Quentin new movies just because they're you have it, it's just so much I got to take in and, and rewatch and, re, and there's so many things I miss and I love that and I just love the experience of rewatching his films and and seeing the how much how much there's how much there's structure to everything um, and I want to do that for other people not just to be the respected though but to be understood yeah and I feel like I understand him more more by the more I watch his films and. And but I also want to have the podcast, too, so that people don't feel aren't misled by other fuckers on YouTube being like, this is how Tom Papa makes his films. No, it's not. <laughs> like, no, watch my podcast. The exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Listen to my podcast. Then you'll find out how I make my films. Wow. And I want them to know that and learn from that. And so and then I also if I ever retire from filmmaking one day, which I hope I don't. But if I do, this is probably a good reason why I would mm -hmm. probably for health reasons or whatever. It would be, I would then go from making films to helping other people make films. Mm -hmm. Like a and, mentor. Yeah. And and also like a producer too and just, and and provide them the mentorship and the funding and knowing everything I know and knowing not to be too uh, restrictive on them and let them do their own thing the way they feel they need to do it. Mm -hmm. And, but also give them guidance and give them tools that they can use to like that nutshell technique or something that yeah. might get them to get to the next level that I needed back in the day and and uh, hopefully not be too forceful with it. But eventually I'd like to have helped spawn or create like an army of filmmakers who do their own thing because I think that's what the film industry needs to become better. And I, I, I guess that was another question I never really touched on, which was 
what is your thoughts on the state of like filmmaking in the film industry or, or entertainment? But like, it's it, if you if you want to answer that. I actually don't even know because I feel like I'm only involved in my little circle yeah. at the moment because I'm really like That's fine. I haven't like everybody's talking about what Squid Game. Yeah, I haven't watched. That I either. haven't watched I, I don't it, know. and I was talking the other day. I don't really watch the things that are super popular. Like I never watched. What was that one like the bird thing or something? Bird box. I never watched that. Never made me either. Tiger. I think you would like Criterion Channel movies. I like recommend some things to me, and I'll try. <laughs> but I'll, I don't I'll send you really. A list of ten films I, I recommend get you watch. The popular stuff. I don't watch really the popular shows or anything. I mean, I sometimes do. Like I did watch Mare of Easttown because I was in it. Mm -hmm. But what? Yeah, but I was Wait, only you... in the background. Wait, we we find this. Why do I find things out at the end of the podcast? <laughs> I found out at the end of Mike and and, and John Targowski's podcast that Mike was a health health insurance broker. Oh yeah, and the ending. Of I the got podcast. I got his um business card because I need new health insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm yeah. turning twenty six. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I was oh like, this gosh. will help me. And he yeah. was like, hit me up, and he gave me his card. I still have it. It's I, in my car. I still have. I still have to look at his quotes he gave me. <laughs> I need to actually send him a message because it's the end of this year is when I'm getting kicked off. I guess. Wait, what? When's your birthday? May. May. Yours okay. is in December, right? Yeah. That's what your dad told me. Yeah. What I just talked about everything. Yeah, I know your whole life story. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I geez. know a lot about you. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, he was. Wait, wait. wait. I, I'm pretty sure. Because he we said were, that you were born around Christmas. Yeah, we, we were when we were doing the comedy sketch. We were doing the rest of the stuff. Everybody was off somewhere else, and I, I, there, I, there's some video of of outside where everybody was. And like I think John was getting BTS of of like the light outside that I told him to get yeah. BTS of. And Mike I hear, and I are talking there's to like a dad. ten second clip where I hear people talking to my dad and I was like, Oh god, what did they talk about with him? What we did he talk about? about? Everything. <laughs> oh we, no. We were out there for a while with him, like oh, probably my. like forty minutes. He came in with a, in a good mood after oh, that. And I was crazy. like, Oh shit, he talked yeah. with everybody. <laughs> that was, that was, that was nice. so funny. Oh yeah. gosh. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, I did background on that show. That was my first time doing background, so it was exciting. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, no, my mom was watching that, and it seemed pretty. You can kinda, see me in cool. it. Uh, I'll have to you show you. Send me a, a Wait, I'll show you the screenshot. I'll send yeah. it to you, and then show your mom, and then you guys can watch <laughs> it and look out for me. Show, yeah. I'll, I'll, wait, are, is it has it come out yet? The part that you're in. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. I'll tell her about that. Uh, Every so, other scene I was in got cut except for the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I should probably. Well, one other question out. I did wanted to ask: oh, yeah, uh, What it. is how do you what do you recommend for for growing your uh how do, how do you uh wait a minute what is my game plan how do you build your brand or grow your audience because you have like two thousand followers on instagram yeah you know what is it just because you're a model <laughs> and um, you're attractive like is that is that it i have no idea i what don't do you do? i don't like, use hashtags or anything at the moment but i really? think i'm going to start trying to do that kind of stuff just because i guess that's how you get noticed but i don't really try too hard on social media um huh I do you, know, I know maybe how they to tag market. you like I'm, you're in photo shoots and they yeah, tag you probably, probably I, like, and a bunch of guys are just they love it yeah they love the leather boots I don't know if you've seen those photos <laughs> I get a lot no. of messages of me wearing these boots um Such but creeps. well I like the boots where are the leather boots <laughs> they love the boots the comedy um, sketch with leather boots I could do that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh i actually studied social media in college so i know what i should be doing and oh. i'm actually revamping my whole marketing right now 
and I have a couple things I'm waiting on, but I just like updated my IMDb. Mm-hmm. I just am updating my YouTube channel. I'm going to start posting on there more and I'm going to just start making everything kind of match up on social media mm-hmm. to get myself more of a presence. I mean, I don't like to do that because it seems super conceited, but that's everything you have to nowadays. Do it. Yeah. So I'm that's, trying to get better at it. Yeah, we should definitely do another collaboration sometime soon, whether it's like this or something else. So we can post it on my YouTube, your YouTube, whatever, yeah, you know, because yeah. um, I'm just looking for more content. And I just started taking acting class and nice. I'm going to be using the videos I take in class going? for my YouTube. I'm going to be doing it at the Actors Lab Philly. Good shit. Good shit. Because yeah. that, that's the one I, I tell people to go to because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of people I know legit. are over there. Um Jamie Root's studio is like right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's I a think, really it's yeah, a great you meet area. Jamie, yeah. Say hi. Um, class was great. I went to my first one last week. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to start in the beginning of November just because they're super busy. Like there's so many people in class right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited yeah. about it. I've no, been wanting to do it for a while. The actors I've met, that's the seems like the good class to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've but I've also like there's there's acting classic classes I don't want to shit on on the podcast because we you can know, have but, another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so how can people follow or reach you? So on, on my website, my website is www.madisonhodges.com. I have all my links there, but also my Instagram is mad underscore Hodges and everything is linked on my Instagram as well. Okay. And you can click on my website through my Instagram. So everything's kind of like official up. Madison Hodges on in, on Facebook, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, and that's everything. And my, I don't remember what my YouTube is, but it's linked on my website. So cool. Yeah. And I have some videos up on there. So I appreciate the crap out of you coming and, and doing the podcast. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. I was yeah, so was excited. Fun. And uh, I think that's, yeah, that's uh, in cut. That's a wrap. Thanks for letting me wear my sunglasses. (laughs) Thanks for listening or watching. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. For notes and links to things mentioned on the show, my films, the video version of the podcast, or selected clips from each episode, go to ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two Fs, two Ts. Also, for updates on future episodes, follow me on Instagram at TomProfitTake and at ProfitableProductions. Thanks again. Catch you on the next take.